What's up, Wilkes Bear? Ryan Martell here with the Letterman. <laughs> Zach, I'm trying new things, okay? <laughs> okay, let's rip off Good Morning Vietnam, sure. <laughs> uh, we're back with the Letterman here on 90.7 WCOH. Joining the studio with Mr. Zachary Paraway. That's it. Do you smell what the Zach is cooking? A little personal story real quick. You want to know something that's interesting about that audio? What's up? On Monday, it's going to be my birthday, and I'm going to the 30th anniversary of Raw in Philly. That's awesome. I was actually I was actually interested in going, but... Oh, oh I, by, I, the I way, the by the way, I won't be here Monday. <laughs> well, it's good, good to know. This is my, <laughs> this is my good, sick card note to you. Hey, you know what? That's fun. Go. 30th anniversary, that's awesome. I'll be turning 20, and I'll be watching Raw. It'll be great. Also joined by Alex Orlando. It's good to be back. It's great to be. Wait a second. Wow. <laughs> You're confusing your guys now? That's crazy. And Mr. Jason Eberhart. What's up, everybody? The Celtics. Because there's no other reason why. The Celtics, Celtics are the balls. Such a great, great clip. Yeah, great win last night. I'm more concerned about why Orlando doesn't have a a little thing. Does he have? A, a little intro for I haven't. Him. I haven't made an intro for him yet. It's we'll, okay. It's we'll okay. get it on the works. We gotta get him in the studio. Okay. We we have a long semester to get to get going. This is only the second episode of the semester. Sure is. And I am so excited. Um, yeah. If you want to get more content, hit us up on Twitter and Instagram and TikTok at WCH Letterman. Yeah. Got a Spotify. It, all the episodes are on there, man. Spotify. Even the stuff we did off semester, man. Season two. Season underway two on Wednesday. So. You mean right now, but yeah. Well, start yeah. Oh, it okay. started Wednesday. You know what I meant. Come Sent, on, guys. You should have said since, but all right. The people of the airwaves know. <laughs> They're here. They know. They tune in. So <laughs> they locked in. So I want to sh- I want to shout out my brother real quick. Uh, he actually gave me basically today's topic. We were you know chatting on Facetime. He was like, "Hey, let's do. What do you think about this?" I was like, "You know what? I want to talk about that on the radio." How is your brother? I, I miss him. He was here last semester. It was a great time. He's doing good. He's doing good. He uh, actually, in a week from tomorrow, has his first MMA fight. So Ooh, Good luck. Yeah. So hey, you I'll got the boys from Wilkes-Barre rooting for you, man. Oh, yeah. We'll be up there in Buffalo. Don't worry. Not not Steven and I. We're not doing live. But that's fair, that's fair. <laughs> Hey, I got uh, bored, man. I got bored if you need it. <laughs> Apparently, there's a podcast up there, though, doing a live broadcast. So hopefully, we'll be able to get a hold of them. Hey, you get See a hold we of them, do. we'll drop it in our Twitter. Drop it Twitter and Instagram. Give the boy a little shout-out, man. Oh, well, yeah. So, Alex, good luck. Everyone in Wilkes-Barre is rooting for you. But uh, sure. also got to shout-out the Pick a Side podcast because the they're, wi- they're amazing guys. Amazing guys. The Would You Rather segment uh, that we are borrowing from them. Used it plenty of times on the show. They're amazing, man. Lo- love their segment. And what my brother suggested we talk about is the career this is an all-time would you rather now this you know a lot of players that are all-time we're like whoa okay what, what are we can do dwight howard wow this can go two ways there's, this can go two ways because you know there's the but we're taking their whole career into account we're taking their whole career into account because you know you can think about the Dwight Howard the last couple of years the six man guy well let's number thirty nine for the Lakers in the on. six before all right go ahead Orlando we're we're, t- we're talking what version of Dwight Howard we're taking no we're t- whole all of Dwight Howard yeah like all time would you rather take Dwight Howard or blank or I'm who? just I'm just gonna say this like Dwight Howard we have to remember from two thousand four to about two thousand fifteen fifteen dude who's the top five center oh yeah. 
And even every even, year. And even number on, one, half of the half or more this year. Even on the Hawks and on the Hornets. He put yeah. up he put up 19 points and 11 rebounds on the Hawks, and then the next year on the Hornets put up 17 points, 12 rebounds. But those teams sucked, and he didn't help. And you, you can look up the stats. I already he did. No, stats. he did. It was when he got after, but everyone kind of knew it was like, okay, you're just putting up shots at this point. So like even then, I would be like, he wasn't top five anymore, but he was still a good center. He's number ten in rebounding too all time. He should be. I want to say, I'm, I'm, is he top five in block shit? I don't think he is. Well, he's retired at this point. He's not playing. Dude has three DPOIs, man, and they were back to back to back. My mom still watched basketball at those times. She loved Dwight Howard. She's listening, so I had to had to give her a little. That's fair. All right, well, Dwight Howard, would you rather so, verse? You guys ready to begin? Let's get it on. All right, here we go. Dwight Howard or Chris Bosh? Dwight Howard. I'm a Miami Heat fan. It's Dwight Howard. Dwight Howard. I think I have to go Dwight Howard just because he was so much more dominant. I, I remember Chris Bosh when he first got to the Heat. It was always still Dwight Howard. I'm sorry. There was no point in Chris Bosh's career where he was ever better than Dwight Howard. Maybe when Dwight Howard got first mm-hmm. drafted. Well, Dwight Howard's maybe first year or two, he was better. Outside of that, no. And Chris Bosh was amazing, so don't think I'm bashing Chris Bosh. It's just Dwight Howard's presence on defense that really yeah. Dwight Howard him. was amazing. Like, I remember LeBron talking about uh, Dwight Howard, you know. He would. It was hard for LeBron because he was. Uh, Dwight Howard was a big roadblock for LeBron when LeBron was in Cleveland. Yeah. You know, Dwight Howard would put up like thirty-five points, sixteen boards on five blocks. Like you can't stop that. Can we not also forget that Chris Bosh did average thirty and twelve? Yeah. In Toronto, we're not saying Chris Bosh, but those just, teams just, did nothing. I want to say thirty and twelve. I could those be wrong. he no, he probably had like twenty-six, twenty-eight, and twelve. But those teams did nothing. Chris Bosh averaged once. his highest season points per game average on the Raptors was twenty-four. Okay, oh, yeah, you were way I, off. I, I don't know where you're getting 30 from. I was about to say. But, um, I was about to say. They My did bad. nothing. My bad. They, okay. they did nothing. I thought he did. I did not look up Chris Bosch's stats. <laughs> you could tell from there. This is me not bashing Chris Bosch, but the best thing he did for Toronto is put them in a position to get DeMar DeRozan. That's fair. Chris I'll Bosch is that. a Hall of Fame player still. And Kyle Lowry, Miami Heat legend. I, I don't think it's as big of a, as a drop-off as, as we might say. Like, Chris, I, Chris Bosh was better on the Heat, though. I think we can agree to that. His game like the expanded. The second last year of Chris Bosh's career, he was averaging twenty-one and seven. Yeah. That was the year after. No, it was LeBron was still there. No. Yeah. Okay. As, that, that's just a third option too. Yeah. Think about that. Yeah. Like if Chris Bosh was the guy his whole career, who knows what it could have been? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm gonna still go, go Dwight Howard. Go Dwight Howard. I want to go Dwight too, but because of the dominance. Oh, yeah. yeah. Dwight Howard or Paul George. Oh, listen, listen, listen. Indiana Paul George was different. Can I can I also just say before anyone else answers, Paul George is criminally underrated. In oh, the absolutely. Yeah. He is a well-rounded It's because he, he could do it all. Because the sad part is he hasn't really done anything. And that's he, he has done so much. He has done so much, but at the same time has done nothing. Yes, mm-hmm. that is that is very accurate. You know, he's true. one of three players to lead their team to the Western Conference or their respected conference final, Eastern and Western? I believe it. LeBron James, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, and Paul George. Only three on that list. Problem is he's never gotten past that. He has not. I mean, but that, that team wasn't beating Miami. Yeah. On Indiana. Those teams were not beating Miami. I mean, and then the, and Clipper, then the, the Clippers, Clippers, I mean, you lost Kawhi. Is Paul George doing a doing a heroic effort? He was doing his best LeBron impression. You, you pushed the Suns. Then that year, the Suns were... He's doing his best LeBron impression. And Chris Bosh... Not Chris Bosh. Why did I say that? Dwight Howard. Man... Man, because the problem is, I want to. How long was Dwight Howard's peak? 
If we're being for how long was Dwight Howard? It was peak? probably eight years. I'd Paul, say I would like say between was between like oh seven. Paul George's peak was like, like seventeen. Like Paul George's years. peak has been about eight years now, eight, nine, ten years now. It's still going. So exactly. I would say twenty fourteen to right now. He's other than might you know, even the give injury twenty thirteen. Outside of one year, because he destroyed his leg. Yeah. This is hard. Well, listen. Someone's so don't, break it. don't forget, OKC Paul George. Oh, mm-hmm. top that was five like the MVP, MVP candidate. Top three. 23 points per game. What I will or, say. Sorry, 28. 28. The one thing that's killing me is Dwight Howard went to a final. I he mean, led his team to the NBA finals once. Yeah. I'm sorry. I, I think I have to. It's different, though. There's it's, no it wrong answer. It depends on what you need. There is no Dwight wrong Howard answer. Howard was here. more dominant, but it's Paul George. But then there's no I wrong answer. I wouldn't say he, Dwight Howard fell off. It's just like his back, back just gave His out, body yeah. gave out. Yeah. The way he, he played a very physical brand but of basketball. His body gave out in 2013, and he played until 2022. That's, and that's still credit. put up pretty good stats. He actually got leaner, I would say. I feel like in, I feel like in 2022, look how look how lean his body was. It was crazy. Oh yeah. And even now he's putting up buckets in China. Oh, I know Jason wants to say so. Come on. Dude, this is this one's actually really tough. And I think This is only number 2 by the way. Yeah. Oh god. <laughs> gonna, yeah, this is going to get hard. I, I love this segment so far. I'm going to go Dwight Howard slightly just because the game has evolved away from his impact, the way he can impact the game. Yes. And he was still, I don't know, producing. You know, he was still putting up numbers even though the game shifted away from his uh, strong suit. He even adjusted. Yeah, yeah, he adjusted. By the end of his career, like, the last three he years. He was putting up some threes. He, he could shoot a three. Have, yeah. you, have you seen his uh, stats on In, his Taiwan team? That they're crazy. He just shoots the ball. Fadeaways. What, what I will say is. That like, just no, made my case. Yeah, yeah. No, like, he shoots the ball. Like That's his, awesome. his debut in Taiwan, he had 38 points and like 25 rebounds, and he shot the ball half the time. <laughs> Give me Dwight Howard for right now. So it's very slight. <sighs> I think give it two years and it'll be Paul George. But right now, give me Dwight Howard. I think I have to go Dwight Howard because when Paul George was on the Pacers, he was the number one option and only averaging 23 a game. Mm-hmm. But that team was built on that defense. Te- that team, that was team like, was built on yeah. defense. That's that fair. gave Miami nightmares. I had nightmares as a little 12-year-old thing about, I don't know the, about, about the Pacers. I mean, that roster was just Roy never getting Hibbert. that. Roy Hibbert. George <laughs> he gave Hill, people nightmares Lance for like Stevenson. a year or two. Don't do that. <laughs> Roy Hibbert was that guy for a year or two, and then he fell off. He did, That was that was heroic. Who fell off hard, harder, Roy Hibbert or Mecca Okafor? Or Mecca Okafor. <laughs> <laughs> that guy had about two, two months and then was gone. While we're on Roy Hibbert, I saw a video the other day where he was an all-star averaging 11 points and 7 rebounds. It's because of his was defense. That, was that just off of fan bo- voting, though? Yeah, it was back when it, it was just fan was. voting. Back then, I mean, like, he was the like, starting legend. center on the Charlotte. Sure. But, I mean, at that East, point, so. you got to look at what was in the East. Yeah. That was when the East was voided yeah, of talent. Was. Hey, never forget Emeka Okafor, UConn legend. Next next guy. God, Here we go. I knew you were going to do that. Dwight Howard or Yao Ming? Uh, Dwight Howard. Dwight Howard. Oh, Yao Ming's career wasn't long enough, and he was too injured. Like he Way missed half his injured. games. You know, one he, of the big what ifs if T Mac and Yao Ming both stayed healthy. Yeah. Like, how good could those two have? Been? They're challenging the Spurs, man. They're challenging the Spurs. They're fully healthy. I wish I could have put Greg Oden in this list, and I wish I wish he had an NBA career. I really do. I'm about to say if you put, I've realized what you're saying now. Yeah, okay. because okay. for the small, very small sample size of Greg Oden, we got. 
It was a great sample size, man. He played great. He was just injured. He wasn't All a bust. He was time. just always injured. And it was because of the guy he got picked over. Like, if you, the half the reason he is where he is because of the guy he got picked over. Katie. Picked over Katie. Yeah. Kevin Durant. So that's going to screw you. Kevin Durant was the first pick and Greg Oden was the second pick. We wouldn't no. hear now as much. Would not hear about oh, him as yeah, much. Yeah. Or at least as much in a bad light. Do you say uh, Dwight? Yeah, Dwight. Yeah, I only played eight seasons. It's hard to put him above that. And he was injured for half of them. He played like four real seasons, and I feel bad about that. Dwight Howard or Dominique Wilkins? Dominique Wilkins. Wow. That was quick. I got to do some research. Whoa. (laughs) So this is interesting. My mom would sit me down and watch old stuff because this is when she grew up. She's an old person now. Wow, she's gonna kill me on my phone. My phone's, gonna my phone's gonna blow up in like five seconds. She's we gonna did not kill condone me. this. <laughs> she's gonna kill me. But I'm gonna say something good. No, she would show me old highlights, and Dominique was that guy. I think mm-hmm. I, Dominique was the mm, Dominique was the top three small forward of his era. Behind, mm, might even top ooh, two. Behind who? Clyde. Uh, Fair, but I would put him as more of a two guard behind Scotty. I think Clyde is yeah, of course. A two guard, but he's definitely behind yeah, of course. I, I count him as a small forward. He was like, if what, you can count him as a small forward, then yes, he's above six him, eight. I count him Seven, as a two. It's just the way he played. I put him as a two guard, and I would say he's probably the greatest two guard of his era, outside of like maybe Reggie Miller, Michael Jordan. Uh, okay, <laughs> my bad. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, top two, three. Um, I forgot Michael Jordan was a person. I'm sorry. <laughs> That w- that was really bad on my part. Um, yeah, forget I said that part. Um, but yeah, top two or three, you know two what? guard of all time. Yeah, that's wow. That, 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 that was that was the well first warranted. mute of the year. That was well warranted. <laughs> that, that was a warranted mute. I shouldn't have forgotten Michael Jordan. Terrible. You can't forget about Michael Jeffrey Jordan. That was bad. But yeah, Dominique. Dominique was was that guy. He made Atlanta relevant. For he years. was I he think. was their Julius Irving. If that makes sense. Absolutely. Yeah. That, that was the comparison sense. I was going to make, but I was yeah. trying to find someone for the modern era to make it like. One of the greatest slashers in NBA history. I want to mm-hmm. say he's jaw without the playmaking. Uh, uh, no. No. No, too much. Too much. Okay. They're just different. That's yeah. fair. That's fair. I was trying to find a good comparison in the NBA I think today. I have to go Dominique here. I like that. Dominique. I'm going Dominique, too. I didn't realize how much. He's pretty underrated in NBA terms. 30.7. Right? I did not realize he was doing that. Yeah. No. Dom- I'm going Dominique Wilkins, too. Again, Joy Howard. I think it's very close, but I'm going Dominique here. Mm-hmm. Just again, it's I think it's the same thing with Paul George, like what they give you. Dominique gave you more. He did. Dwight Howard or Paul Pierce? Wow. I hate Paul Pierce. <laughs> <laughs> I really hate Paul Pierce. I will tell you this. But I have to respect Paul Pierce. I will tell you this. Hosty in an instant told me. Dwight Howard, and he's not even looking at Paul Pierce. I hate Paul Pierce, but I'm not going to disrespect him like that. It's Paul Pierce. And I quote Hossie, Paul Pierce is one of the most yeah. overrated basketball players of all he time. He is, but it's Paul Pierce. I don't hate that. It's I Paul don't Pierce. hate that. It's, it's Paul Pierce. I hate Paul Pierce, and it's Paul Pierce. I think Paul Pierce was just very, very consistent for such a long period. That That's what I'm saying. It's like, it's Paul Pierce, and I hate that. I'll say this. I'm going, Paul I'm going Dwight Howard. That's fine. And I, you know me, I defend Paul Pierce to the, to the earth. I know. And I think I have, I have to agree with you because Paul Pierce just wasn't as dominant as Dwight Howard was. Yeah. See, my mom's on my phone right now texting me. So, everyone, this is a quote from Mama Paraway. Sir, Paul survived cancer and came back to play. That's why I said Paul Pierce, Ma. Okay. And then got kicked off of ESPN. That probably like, helps his case. What a I hate for Paul that. Pierce. <laughs> I will say Paul Pierce, though. <laughs> All right, I'll say Paul Pierce. That's fair. I'm going Paul Pierce, and we kind of mentioned that. Oh, we knew you were. Do- Celtics that fan. Dwight Howard gave LeBron trouble. 
if we're being for real, he went to Miami because Paul Pierce and the Celtics were giving him trouble. So that's that's why I'm going to go Paul and Pierce. And they beat your tail. I don't care. Right, they beat like a 34-year-old Paul Pierce and Ray Allen. Like, And then Ray Ray left. UConn <laughs> legend. What is that? That's a snake move from Ray Allen, by the way. Hey, hey, hey. That's why Howard. We're LaMarcus Aldridge. Dwight Howard, dude, this is tough. Dwight Howard. Oh, man. LaMarcus Aldridge again. LaMarcus another, Aldridge. Another person LaMarcus criminally underrated. underrated. LaMarcus Aldridge is in the same boat as Dwight Howard, but he did even less. And I'm sorry because it sucks. Because they're two yeah. both Hall of Fame players, but it's Dwight Howard. LaMarcus Aldridge just wasn't as dominant as Dwight Howard was. Aldridge is a top 10 power forward of all time. Yeah, I'll give you that. I'd have to look into that, but I don't hate it. I did extensive research. I would, I would say he's number 10. But I'll go Aldridge just because I th- not Aldridge. Sorry, I'll go Dwight Howard because I think he's just a better rebounder and defender. That's fair. I I will say this too about Aldridge. He just never got the playoff experience because he went from a bad Portland Trailblazers team to just the end of the Spurs dynasty. Mm-hmm. So he was he was never able to get that playoff success that he really wanted. So just it was yeah, just I bad yeah, bad timing right. for him. Mm-hmm. But I, I am going to go Dwight, just because, again, the dominance part. Dwight Howard's more dominant than LaMarcus. Although LaMarcus, he was a bucket. He's, he's such a bucket. He's got one of the most automatic mid-range I've mm-hmm. ever seen. Mm-hmm. Like, him going to the Spurs was, like, their next Tim Duncan. Mm-hmm. Really? It really was. He, Kawhi just left. Then Kawhi just forced himself out of there. Well, yeah. No, he did. He did. He did. Come on. <laughs> Let's be real. Dwight yeah. Howard or Alex English? I've never gotten to see Alex English Alex play. English is very underrated. I'll give you that. He was a point I, guard. I don't know enough about Al- Alex English didn't, to give this. I want to uh, say he, yeah, was a sm- he was a small four for the Nuggets. Yeah. Jokic the passed him. He was. Jokic passed him the other night. If I want to, if I want to give an honest, if I want to give an appropriate Alex English analysis, I got to talk to my grandfather. So um, I'm gonna go Dwight Howard just off of. I don't never see Alex English play. That's fair. Did I, you know that Alex English had the most points in the '80s? Really? He did. I'm not surprised. Not surprised. I think he averaged. I could be wrong. I know Orlando's got his laptop up for the Nuggets. Give me a number. Right? I'll tell you if it's real. He was on the Nuggets, he, right? I think he averaged thirty-four points per game one no. season. No, it was thirty-two. No, was it thirty? Twenty-nine was his highest. Oh, Jeez. That was close. I'll but give it to. I'll give it was, to maybe it was playoff stats. I don't know. It could have been. He was not a three-point shooter by any means. No, but not like, at all. Three-point. Line was created what in the eighties? So twenty six percent. Oh my gosh, that's pretty bad. You're still a fifty percent shooter from the field though. So yeah, it's twenty eight points. I mean, I don't want to just look off of stats though. But I mean, if we're gonna look off of stats, I gotta go Alex English. I'll tell you this, I'm going Alex English. I don't know enough about him. I think I like what Paraway said that. I just don't know because I've never seen Alex English play. Like we I never can really see guys that rack that up stats. That doesn't mean they're good. Do I, you're you're telling me you weren't born and said, "Let me look up Alex English highlights." Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, <That> was, not. <laughs> that uh, was a different NBA. I'm going back Dwight then than it is now, and you I'm know what I'm Dwight talking Howard. about. It's That's a fair. different NBA. No, one thousand percent different NBA. But I think. Alex English and Dwight Howard dominated in their portions of the NBA. That's fair. I just and I don't want to. I don't want to. Can I give it NA on this one? Because I don't want to give an analysis to where I don't know enough. Yeah, be boring. Whatever. NA. <laughs> no, because I gave you a Dominique <laughs> Wilkins one very fast, but I watched Dominique. Like I didn't watch Alex English. Jason, what do you think? 
You sit over there. Like, I'm just looking at Alex English. I've never watched this guy for a second of my life, but give me him. I like his stats. <laughs> I respect that. I don't want to do that. I respect it. Here we go. This is going to be a tough one. Dwight Howard or Kevin Love? Dwight Howard. Dwight Howard. This is Dwight tough. Howard. I don't even have to look at it. Listen, Minnesota Timberwolves, wow. Kevin Love is different. Wow. I'm going Dwight Howard. You got to remember, he was only on Minnesota for, what, six, seven years? Uh, not even. Yeah, and then he went to Cleveland, and while well, he's been off. good in Cleveland, he was he was not what they thought he was going to be. And they thought he was going to be Chris Bosh. They he traded was the not number Chris one Bosch. overall pick for Kevin Love, and Kevin Love did not live up to he that. He was not Chris Bosh, which is what they thought he was going to be. That's fair. Dwight. Okay, Dwight. Dwight. This one hurts. I already know what, what people are going to pick, too. Dwight Howard or Derrick Rose? Stop. No, no. I can't believe it. How no. dare you? How dare you? Mm, why do you do this? It hurt me to type that name. It hurt me to even <laughs> say it. Like uh, I didn't want to do it. Because you know what we all want to say. Yeah. And we can't. You could. We could, but we have to take I'm into not. account of like I'm his not. whole career. <sighs> I'm sorry. Oh, I'm going Dwight Howard. You have to. There's no way you can go D-Rose. Why, why can't you go D-Rose? Because you're valuing. Jason, what, tell what, what do you mean why can't you? Tell him why you go D-Rose. If you wanted to make an argument for Derrick Rose, you, you could can. say that he was an MVP. That's, That's your argument, but in the turn, I can say... Didn't Dwight win it? No, Dwight never won. I, in turn, I can say that Dwight Howard was a deep three-time DPOI winner, straight back-to-back-to-back. To back to back. He okay. went to an NBA final. But was he the youngest MVP of all time? That was one year. We're taking account their it's whole career. Like, Michael Carter-Williams won. You don't, have to, you don't have to count not, their whole career. If we're you just said before this we were counting their whole career, so I have well, to take into yeah, account their whole career. Exactly. If we're going peaks, then you are going peaks, Derek. I'm going Derrick Rose. That's without but question. We, we said before the segment we're taking whole careers into account. And, and if I have you do to, that, you just have, have to go to I have to take into account Derrick Rose knees failing him, yeah. which sucked because he took us away from an all-time great. That hurt me. <laughs> it hurts me saying it, bro. I love Derrick Rose. Bro, what a bucket Derrick Rose was. Derrick Rose was season. that guy. Modern day Derrick Rose is in the in the NBA now. He's on the Memphis Grizzlies. He plays in Memphis. Desmond. Did you know? <laughs> did you know he's the number two seed? By the way, Orlando, number two seed. I thought they were going to finish seventh. Listen, 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 Martell. <laughs> Martell, I was wrong. Okay, hey. you want me to say it? I was wrong? I'm sorry. You know I, what? I will say this. I was not far off from the Suns. I had them at the 10th seed. They're, they're 12th right now. They're 11th. They won last night. They beat the Nets, by the way, if you didn't know that. Yeah. Get the truth. What did you mute me for? Why did I get muted? What was that? Chris Paul getting waved? Suns first round exit. They might not even make it. I think we got to clean that board off. I'm not going to lie. We will. Dwight Howard or Carmelo Anthony? Carmelo. This is a good one, Carmelo. This is a very good one. I'm not. I don't care. <laughs> I, remember how? <laughs> okay, so he had one good season in New York. No, he, he didn't. He had one don't really good game don't in New York. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. I'm doing that. Don't do that. I have to double check this, but for about seven, six to seven years, okay. Outside of Kobe, he was the best bucket getter in the NBA. Outside of Kobe, for like six to seven years. Don't don't, don't do that, Jason. Come on. Bro, Kevin Durant? Carmelo's better. No, because Kevin Durant, I don't think was... I think Melo was better than KD until about 2013. That's fair. I can, I can, go, with, I can go with that. Hold on, say that again. I think Melo was better than KD until about 2013. I can get behind that. Okay. I'm not going to lie. Uh, I, 
Okay. I can be debated. I'll take it down to 2012 or something like that. But that's still six, seven years where Melo was this top two bucket getter in the NBA behind Kobe. Um, what years? 2000, I want to say 2007 to about 2013, 2012. Behind Kobe. Who's getting a bucket like that? Doesn't sound wrong. I mean, who's I mean, gonna bucket like I that? I mean, technically man? LeBron, but he's not getting like LeBron. Le- I don't get. I don't count LeBron as a bucket I mean, getter. Like, if LeBron wanted to, he could be the best bucket getter, uh, potentially up there with MJ of best bucket getters. But that's not his game. If we're going like bucket getters, yeah, he's up there. But like, if we're going overall players, like I'm, I'm not gonna go. Start. I'm still gonna. Like, go I'm Mello. still going LeBron. Then I'm still going D Wade. Then I'm. Yeah, that, that's fair. That's you know, that. That's like, fair. Just because you can get a bucket, like. Doesn't mean you're like that, Jordan. Jordan Clarkson can get a bucket, fair. but that's that doesn't why I mean said that. a lot of my past that. arguments are getting defeated with this point that I'm trying to make about Melo. But Melo was so good. Like I'm <sighs> sorry, I watched both of these people play. Melo put way more fear in my heart than Dwight Howard. Can I ask you something? Yes. Did Carmelo Anthony go to the finals? No, he didn't. Dwight Howard. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, give me. That, that's <laughs> what I'm saying. It makes my other arguments Dwight. go to shame. Dwight. It puts my other arguments to shame. And I know I'm gonna be on the limb here saying this, so I'm gonna go Melo. What about the you were talking about fake stats earlier? That's the, I was not talking about fake stats. You were like <laughs> people put up stats, but it doesn't lead to winning. I'm, I gotta go Dwight here. That's true. It, by a hair. Look, can it I just get? Though, I told go, you this one may not make as much sense. Just give me this one. We got five players for five minutes. Here we go. Rapid fire, somewhat rapid fire. Dwight Howard, or Reggie Miller. Reggie Dwight, Miller. Dwight Howard. Reggie Miller. Dwight Howard. That was wow. Reggie Miller. I don't hate it. Reggie Miller was okay. I mean, I don't hate the Dwight Howard over Reggie Miller pick. That's not something I'm gonna Reggie pound Miller. the table on. I'm going. I'm going Dwight oh, by a very, very. It's okay. Point. I'm not gonna pound the table on it. I'm not. Reggie was like a 17 point per game. Yeah. Game yeah. Of his career. His I'm, not gonna, I'm not gonna pound the table on it. I'm not gonna. That pound was the one table. year. Everything else was like 19, 18, 20. Hit Reggie Miller in the playoffs though. Oh, yeah, it really gave Michael Jordan trouble. Well, he did, actually. <laughs> I'm about to say, wait a minute. <laughs> he kind of did. did. Dwight Howard or Amari Stoudemire? Dwight Howard. Dwight Howard. Dwight. <laughs> that wasn't that a good was, one. That was a, that was a bad one. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay. My bad, guys. <laughs> That's all right. Dwight Howard or Carl Malone? Carl Malone. Oh, Carl Malone. Come on. Carl Malone. Come on, man. He's a bad person, but it's Carl Malone. What do you mean? He's a bad human being. Well, I know that, but... <laughs> It's not that like Carl Malone, the top two power forward of all time. Let me think about that. Real He's not quick. a top two power forward of all Cause time because it's Tim Duncan. There's a man then named it's Carl Malone. Garnett, there's a man named Tim Duncan. I think there's Carl a man named Giannis Antetokounmpo. He's not there yet. <laughs> Giannis will be. Top he will be. Giannis is top. Giannis is above Carl, but he's not there yet. I, I already think he's so above Carl. Carl Malone's Listen, top three power playing, forward of all yes, time, but he doesn't have the accolades. Carl Malone's the top three power forward of all time. Oh my god, we were thinking about this the other day. Dirk. Dirk's better than Carl. Better than Dirk. Char- I'll take Charles Carl Malone's over- better than Dirk. I'll take, I'll take Dirk over. I'll take Carl. Carl Malone's better than Dirk. I'll take Dirk. Carl Malone over. Carl Malone Barkley. is only good because of John Stockton. He had him, didn't he? Mike, we can say the same that. thing about Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen. No John, one does. John though. Stockton was the way better player than than Carl Malone. I don't, I don't and Carl Malone, ah, Carl Malone put those Billy stats Foster's up. Back everybody. Exactly. Exactly. I, I agree with you. I think Carl Malone's. You have Tim Duncan first, power forward? Yeah, first. All right, all right then it's I no agree. Question. I think he's the second best power forward all the time. Sorry. That or maybe it's that. um that or who who would we say earlier? Because I said I put him back at third for a second. Dirk, KG? No, KG. Yeah. KG. I'm, I'm KG's the only one I would say was better. I'm taking Carmelo. You said there's more. Let's Whatever. go. Come on. That's mine. Dwight Howard or Clay Thompson? Dwight Howard. 
slow, slow your roll there. That's a sp- yeah, you're you're talking you about Splash do. Brother. Bro. Come on now. Four times Splash Brother winner. I know. He was a dog, too. He was a dog. Still right. Only man Wait. looking to have less than Still 20 dribbles dog. and drop 16. Zach, Zach, who do you think is better, Reggie or Clay? Reggie? Clay. How do you pick Reggie over Dwight, but then okay, instantly pick wait. Dwight over Clay? Can I, can I renege one of my last choices? Yeah. Can I go Dwight over Reggie? <laughs> yeah, you can. <laughs> Reggie I think Clay's Reggie. better than Reggie. <laughs> I'm going Dwight. I'm sorry. I'm going Dwight. Clay Thompson was a great right-hand man. Thank you. Like, like, it's hard. It is it's a hard, hard pick. Dwight was the Yeah, but look at the stats he's put up as a second option. Yeah, give me Clay. Can we just go, please? I'm this, this, this I don't hate it. We got two more. I'm in pain. Come on. Dwight Howard or Demarcus Cousins? Dwight Howard. Dwight Howard. Dwight. Boogie Cousins was good for like five years and then lost his mind and his Achilles. Joel Embiid <laughs> is what Demarcus Cousins should have been. Yes, he was good for eight years. One could have actually. I'll, I'll go nine. And years. we thought it was going to be the other way around. We thought Boogie Cousins was what Joel Embiid could have been. Dwight, Boogie Cousins did not average under twenty points until his Achilles injury. He was a crybaby and never made the playoffs. He was playoffs. a great score. He was a great score. Great though. score. He was do. dominant. He was on the Kings, though. So. He was dominant. Just he had Rajon Rondo and uh, Rudy Gay and come make the playoffs. Oh, but that, that's the Kings. And that's he was not a cry baby. He George Carl's head coach and still and What's ran him out of town. One? What's the last the one? The last one. Well, this the last one's just a joke one. It's Dwight Howard and Nate Robinson. No, <laughs> <laughs> <Nate laughs> we're talking. I'm going Nate. Uh, one more. Are Nate we talking Robinson? basketball or, or small Kings? UFC? We're talking we're basketball or UFC. I'm taking Dwight and both. <laughs> what? We talking boxing? We talking uh, basketball? I'm taking Dwight and both. I know we all saw Nate Robinson get laid out on the ground. Come on, guys! Let's not mention oh, Nate Robinson's man. worst moment of his career. I will. <laughs> uh, when we come back, now dunking. Go ahead, give it to Nate. <laughs> you throw the headphones. What are you doing over there? What? You're throwing stuff. I didn't throw anything. Oh my god! Oh, we thought you threw the headphones. When we come back, we got some college wrestling in the docket. This is the Letterman here on 90.7 WCLH. Keep it locked. This is Chris Gawardy, host of Fit the Vibe and co-host of The Huddle. You're listening to 90.7 WCLH, Wilkes-Barre, Scranton, Hazleton. Keep it locked. GTG, BRB, OMW, be there in a few. You may think that these kinds of texts are fine because of their length, and you can easily send them at a stoplight. But no, answering one text can take your attention away from the road for five seconds. And traveling at 55 miles an hour, that's enough time to travel the length of a football field. Make good decisions. Don't text and drive. Visit StopTextStopRex.org, a message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, Noise, and the Ad Council. Looking for a place to host an event for your organization? Gather Community Space, a secular community center created by a diverse group of members, has begun utilizing the First Presbyterian Church in downtown Wilkes-Barre for group events and socials. From cooking classes to team bonding, Gather can accommodate a variety of activities. For more information or to plan an event, please contact info at gatherwb.org or visit www.gatherwb.org.
And we're back here on 90.7 WCOH. As you heard, Billy Cosner, strictly biased. He's back in the studio. Where is it? Where's his... Oh, uh, is it? Is this one? Unbelievable. No. Is, uh, it, is this one? That was good. No, that's this one. This one. He's... Mamma mia. Oh, no, no, no. That's good. Wait, wait, no. About my business. About his business. <laughs> Billy, how are you doing? Great. Fantastic. Just happy to be back. I haven't seen you in so long. I know, dude. The break had me flustered a little bit. That's fair. You know, it happens to the best of us. It felt short, though. Like, really short. Like, Volpone short? I will say he did. Yeah, relax. (laughs) He did. Costner came back like a a whole new man, though. There's something about him. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. I mean. It's that retired life. Yeah, just I'm retired, you know. I'm not lifting at 6 a.m. or 6 at night, I, I kind of do as I please. So <laughs> Don't worry. It's 7.30 now. Oh, They, they moved God. it up. <laughs> Thank you, guys. I, I love you all. Don't worry. <laughs> and there's Cody. I'll do, I'm just trying to get ready. <laughs> no, like... I just think it's funny because you, like, you guys are so squished together. And there's a full chair. And I know. I, well, I got space today. You know what I mean? I got room. <laughs> you know what I mean? If like something gets outrageous, I have arm room. So like I'm good today. Listen, we got a full hour of MMA to talk about. Yeah. College wrestling. We're going to start right now. Which I think I think is crazy because, I mean, the, the card's good, but it's not like the best one I think we've talked about. Definitely The fact not. we get an hour with it is just Well, amazing. college wrestling to start. Yeah. And then... They just released the rankings not that long ago. Yeah, some people. They are, really. Some people are missing though. Is it? Uh, is it on? Yeah. The yeah. lovely intermat wrestle dot com that yeah. I will be using along with Mr. Cody over here. Is How are we doing this? Are we just going up and down the rankings, or? Well, I was. We should go by weight, right? Like yeah. one twenty five. We should do like the weight classes that are like got some dudes in them though. Definitely one thirty five. Well, Gable's dudes. <laughs> No, we can't talk about Gable. We can talk. Hey, you, why can't you? Well, I mean, we could. We could. Well, is he, is he wrestling again this year? No, nah, he's gone. Done. WWE signed him, bro. Yeah. 30th anniversary, Gable Stevenson walks out. Let's do it. He's probably going to Royal Rumble. Royal Rumble? Oh, my God. That's his entrance into Oh, my God. That would be, be pretty sick, dope. though. That would be dope. That's so sick. And he's, what, 22, 23? Yeah. Like, that's good for him. I mean... Didn't the WWE fold though? Are you nuts? What? Bro, they that's sold their, their biggest come up in real? a long time. Are you nuts? <laughs> I, I think the WWE is coming back. Like I'm, on my, would, I'm yeah. on my TikTok feed, seeing things like, back in the day. I'm like, yo, I might have to, I might have to flick the TV on. I don't know if you want a Friday night for SmackDown uh, or something. I don't know if you want to <laughs> turn list watch WWE now, but I mean, back then was fine. Oh my god. I, I love watching like those little clips of like Edge oh diving off the uh, the ladder. Oh, that one that one TLC, uh, TLC <laughs> with uh, Cena when he put him through both tables. Yeah. Oh, that was iconic, dude. Bro, Wrestling was, oh. during the two, mid two thousands. Some wow. of the best oh. content. And the games too, like the. Oh yeah, I had mm-hmm. it on my DS, dude. I was, I used to get frustrated. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh. Oh, let's get into these rankings. Sorry for all those noises. I don't know what those were. That was me struggling with the computer. Uh, 125, here we go. Well, what'd you know? Spencer Lee, somehow still in school, is... (laughs) I thought he was a senior last year. He's been a senior for like three years now. Okay, okay. Uh, Still number one for the 125. 
Oh, you're you're looking at the. He's incredible, at the coaches isn't he? That just came out. He's on the field this year, but like yeah. rankings. Like, no, the records, everything's right on Intermat. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Spencer Lee is the man to beat, but like Patrick Glory is good. The man is li- the man's literally surviving like with no legs. It's insane. You know what I mean? So he's had a couple of like controversial matches this year. Not like close, but he wrestled his teammate Drake Ayala and like smushed his face into the mat after the match after he pinned him it was like kind of weird like there was a it was baller yeah well no i agree like that's how wrestling is bro it's yeah. killer be killed like and spencer lee literally didn't want to go out on the mat because he beats him up at practice every day but i guess the kid like pressed it more and the coaches kind of were like yeah we might as well see the match and spencer lee literally went out there and dominated him like i think he pinned him in a minute and 35 or whatever wow yeah, and then was, yeah it was a weird situation where he was like uh, Spencer Lee was like, out of respect, like, this is my last year wrestling. Like, I'm the number one here. Like, out of respect, you should just forfeit the match. The kid was like, hell no. Yeah. So, I mean, I get where Spen- – uh, if I'm Spencer Lee, I'm, I'm dominating that kid too. I understand the situation both sides. Like, both sides make sense. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not like he's number one in the room only. Because like, that he's kid number one in the country. Shot, like, yeah. To prove himself too. And he's number one, like, pound for pound, like – it's not like you're gonna beat Spencer Lee. We all know that. We all know that. Especially Spencer dealing with especially Spencer dealing with like his knee issues. Like yesterday, he, uh, last year he won a a national title with no ACLs. Like yeah. he's dealing with that. He's still coming back from that. Like I get. I see. But I see. I see the. I see the other kid's side though. Like dude, you worked this hard to get to the final. You're gonna want to wrestle it. Like exactly. You're not just gonna waste a match. Especially like I wrestled in high school and just being able to go out on the mat. Is like a privilege to is like a is like you're able to get better. Like yeah. even if you know you're going against the number one kid in the state, it's like this is an opportunity for me to get better. Even if I'm exactly. getting my ass kicked. But sorry, him being <laughs> I, I don't even want to call it disrespectful, but like you're good. After the match, he smushed the kid's face, and then he like had some words to the the coaches from Iowa or whatever. <clears throat> and then the kid's mom actually tweeted that like it was disrespectful for Spencer Lee to act like that or whatever their teammates and like. No, your kid just kept nudging and nudging and nudging, and Spencer Lee was like, "All right, you're gonna nudge. I'm just gonna smash you." That's the difference too, because like I actually like those moms will complain, and then I see Spencer Lee actually wrestling his mom, and she's like an MMA. You see that? She'll put him in like arm locks and stuff, and he'll be tapping. Like it's actually the bit. (laughs) I just want to talk about some of the upcoming freshmen in the 125 too. Uh, Dean Peterson at Rutgers. He's a Jersey Rocks. boy. Dog. Mm-hmm. Brett Unger. Brett Unger out of Cornell. Can we? Can we? He, I'm not calling him a freshman. He's 21 years old. <laughs> okay. See. Well, again, I'm just going off with. Weapons. I hear you. I'm just so. not calling him a freshman. He's 21 years old. That's like, like me. Being, that's like me wrestling today. I just don't. I just don't <laughs> get it. The kid won a New Jersey State title like my sophomore year in high school, and then he goes into his quote-unquote senior year in Pennsylvania, and he's still in Pennsylvania for two more years. I'm like, what is going on? Like, the kid is 21 years old. There's no reason he should be a freshman. No. Like, no reason. So he'll be... 26. Yeah, depending where his birthday ends, he'll be 26. Yeah, that's absurd. I could could barely get out of bed some days at 22. I can only imagine 26 would be like... (laughs) Back to Dean Peterson, though. Dean Peterson actually just had a really high-ranked win... I and just, he's in the updated rankings. He's number five now. Oh, really? Yeah. Because I was going to say he's number 11 here. I so can't believe that kid's going to wrestle until he's 26 <laughs> at a college level. <laughs> but more more freshmen. Um, Brett there. Let's see. 
Steve-O Poland out of Northern Colorado. The only reason that kid's famous, I wish we had more time, but like the kid has a YouTube video and all you got to type is his name, Steve-O Poland, and it'll come up and it's like him when he was like five. And he's like, when I tell you destroying everybody, like... Is he the kid with like the blob mohawk? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like... That his video literally went viral. He was the like, sickest wrestling mixtape as a youngin, put it that way. And like. he was, yeah, he was <laughs> disgusting. He was killing everybody when he was younger. And then he got to high school and, like, kids started catching up to him. But he's, uh, yeah, he'll be good in a couple of years. He just needs time to grow. Going to the 133 now. There we go. They got some dogs. The most, this, the this most is exciting weight class. The top two are just dogs. Yeah. Roman Bravo Young. I remember watching. Backflip boy. I remember watching that match last year. I think it was the Michigan-Penn State match. One of the best matches of the year. And for like one of my first college wrestling matches to ever watch. I mean, that was incredible. And he, he was one of the studs that yeah. showed out. He definitely he definitely stands out. Like If you know nothing about wrestling, you go to, the, you go to a live match, he, he stands out. Without a doubt, you can know nothing. You're gonna know. He walks on the mat. You know he's a dog. I mean, even Dayton Fix too. Oh my two. god! That, oh my god! I he needs to win a national title this year. Has yeah. to. He's not three, going to. Dude, three years. I mean, listen. He's only a junior, according to to. Nah, yeah. he's old though. He's been around. Yeah. He's got a lot of listen, college ex- like wrestling experience. Though, yeah, listen. Like. I don't. I don't think he wins it either. Because especially if Spencer Lee moves up a weight class, it makes it a lot tougher for him. But dude, something like that is. It, it could make a grown man cry, <laughs> seeing a dude who comes in second three years in a row and then like just decides, you know what, today I'm gonna win it, wins it. Because imagine what the motion is gonna be like for him, right, dude? Oh my goodness. Tell me about Jesse Mendez, freshman Ohio State. <laughs> Jesse, so if you know wrestling, you'll understand what gray and black shirts are at Ohio. But uh, the only person at Ohio State who had a black shirt, which is like pretty much you're the top tier guy at, o- at Ohio State, was Sammy Sasso. Yeah. Now it's Jesse Mendez. He's a freshman. Yeah, he's a stud. Um, in the video I watched, pretty much the coach, Tom Bryan, pretty much just said that like he's growing into college wrestling faster than everybody expected to. He's wrestling at a high pace. He's in people's faces, pushing them around, dictating the pace off rip. Like for a freshman, that's hard. And with the weight class that he's in right now, like I don't see too many freshmen in the weight in the top 25, but it's mostly an upperclassman weight, and the kid's like doing very well. I mean, his record's what, 8 and 1? Yeah. I don't know who his loss to. That might have came earlier in the season at one of the bigger tournaments, but he's a guy to look through at March. You know what I mean, he's definitely going to make the podium, and I think he's going to make like a pretty crazy run. It just depends on if he falls on the top side and he'll wrestle RBY. Or if he falls on the bottom side and he'll wrestle either Vito or Dayton Fix. Yeah, I think coming into this year, he was definitely really raw. He was just like a really solid wrestler in high school, really good. And they just thought like, oh, he's gonna, it's going to take him a year or so. And I think he just exceeded expectations right out the gate, which is awesome to see because, like Cody said, like this is a very heavy upperclassman weight class. If we could see a freshman come in and shake it up, maybe get into the, final, like the top four, it would be awesome. It'd be nuts. Yeah. Forty one. Are you good over there? Yeah, I'm still fighting the cold. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to snarl to my ear. Sorry. <laughs> uh one forty one. But gotta be honest, not a lot of big ten at the top there. I mean, okay, wait a second. Most spoke. Real Three. Woods, Penn State, Nebraska. Just not the um 
Not the guys I was expecting, at least at 141. So they just had a, uh, they just had like a, Flow Wrestling did an event, and they like took the top kids in the country. I don't know if you saw it. You probably follow Flow Wrestling. You probably mm-hmm. saw it. Um, Is the it number the, the 1v2 or like 1 versus 2? Like they one? just picked random okay. kids. But the number one kid in the country right now from northern Colorado wrestled Cole Matthews. And he's a freestyle guy. He's like not like not that good at folk style. I don't know right. what he did last year. I don't even think he all American. And he like destroyed Cole Matthews. Like it was bad. Like I think it was like a nine two or a nine three win. Like he put it on him. And that's what shot him up right into the rankings. I mean, he's thirteen and zero right now. Um, I don't see anybody beating him in the Big Twelve. So he's going to run probably right into nationals either undefeated or maybe he catches a loss if he wrestles a, a top 10 school but i don't see that happening and then real woods is the real big question like he's a transfer from stanford um probably the best pickup for 141 um after losing ironman like the kid is an absolute tank and the thing that i like about iowa is they change wrestlers real woods has never been the type of kid to go out there and like push kids around and get in their face and like almost throw punches at them I forget who he wrestled. It might have been from Iowa State, and, like, literally they were, like, trash-talking, like, MMA fighters were, like, in the middle of the match, and at the end of the match, Rayel Woods, like, is, like, smashing his face into the mat for, like, a hard cut is we, what we call it in college, but it's, like, smashing his face into the mat, pumping the crowd up for his first win at Iowa. Like Absolute Austin Del Santo. Yeah. <laughs> like, this kid's coming off of high energy at Iowa. It's just what it does. Like, I was going to say it earlier, but I'm going to the Penn State-Iowa match next week. And, like, the energy there is going to be insane. Yeah, I mean, if you want to beat Penn State, that's the that's the mentality you have to have, go, especially going into Penn State. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You're going to need that mentality. I actually, I'm actually excited to watch that next week, next Friday. Yeah, uh, yeah so I'm pumped, dude. I'm going to be there. It's going to be insane. I'm going to be so hyped. Like, I went, to, I went to Ohio State Rutgers one year. I think it was, like, my senior year of high school, dude. And watching Kyle Snyder... Even though, like, it, we were, it was, we were in New Jersey. The energy was oh crazy for him. Oh my god, it was nuts! And he absolutely dogged the kid. He, I think, he got up fourteen points and then pinned him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what about Joey Oliveri, sophomore under Rutgers? I know he had a pretty decent run in the tournament last Ruckus. year. That's Big Mo's boy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Joey's a really good wrestler. Again, like, you're just in a deep weight. Like, it's just hard to tell. Like I said, the number one through six, like. All of them guys can get placed in any different order. You know what's crazy? None of them are seniors. Uh, yeah. That's insane. Um, but, like, you can mismatch that order however you want, number one through six. Any of those guys can be a national champ. Any of those guys could finish anywhere. Going to the 149. I mean, I see Yanni. Let's get real. Yeah, can we please? Can we please? <laughs> Yanni, this is Yanni. this yeah, weight. I, yeah, I was gonna this, say I see Yanni, and then I if I remember Yanni from last year, he's he just from, the, the kid from Bury Catholic or no? No, dude, this weight. Somebody, Yanni is not winning another title. I'm like confirmed on that. You want he, Sasso to win? He no. I think <laughs> Austin Gomez goes out there and pins like almost everybody. Like, but we're talking about Yanni. It doesn't matter. Like, I, I Yanni's only loss this year is to Austin Gomez. Well, he has to face him again, and that's in the championship. Yeah. I mean, but you still have Sammy Sasso too. I mean, like if Yanni has to face Sammy Sasso, that's also a tough match. And the other thing, how I was talking about where where like Flow Wrestling does those events, Austin Gomez wrestled Sammy Sasso, and he was down by like four takedowns. 
And Austin Gomez came back and put on, like, an absolute takedown clinic in the third period to beat Sammy Sasso. Like, Gomez is battle-tested, yeah. bro. He's beaten the number one. He's beaten the number three. I yeah. don't know if he's ever wrestled Yacht or um, Yaya Thomas, but, like, that kid's another one from Northwestern. Like, he actually, two years ago, he put on an insane run. I think he was, like, a 20-something seed, and he All-American. So, like, he came out of the box pretty hot these I mean, past two years. He's got a 14-1 record right now, too. Like, that's, that's fire. Yeah, let's not sleep on Max Munn, too, out of Iowa. Oh, Murin? From that? Iowa, yeah. He's... Yeah. <sighs> these, these Iowa guys, and I'll say it because I've seen it with... Um, with Michael Kemmer, like, the older these guys get, yeah, they're brutes and they're tough wrestlers, but, like, their bodies start breaking down after a yeah. while. And Murin's been there five years. I don't know if he'll produce in March. Like, he's old, dude. He's old. Yeah. And, like, that Iowa style of wrestling, it's not easy on the body. They wrestle hard every day. You start to see them fizzle out as they, they have, like, one year where it's insane. It's, like, it's pretty much, like... <laughs> Do, this is do or die. Like this is the do or die. You, you don't win a you don't win a title this year. Like it's kind of like after that after that whistle blows, you kind of look at him like if he comes back another year, he's probably gonna finish. He might all American, but he's gonna be finishing like five or six. Yeah, and I was like, gonna say with Spencer Lee, like I'm pretty sure it was the Purdue match. He goes out there and he wrestles this. Or no, it's not the Purdue match. They wrestled some team. I forget the name. And like Spencer Lee got thrown to his back. Yeah, like he was down eight one going into the second period and obviously he gets on top and freaking mauls the kid but like ain't nobody putting up points like that on spencer lee yeah ever and i think his body's starting to deteriorate too like he's got two blown out knees and i'm starting to see him wear tape on his his one shoulder so like his body ain't gonna last much longer yeah the wrestler i think of like when i think of iowa wrestling i think of like somebody's body like deteriorating alex marinelli yeah comes yeah. right to right to the top of my head like because, like, at one point we were all like, he ha- he's going to have to win a national title this year because if he comes back next year, it's going to be rough on his body. So he just looked old, too, so it didn't really help. It's probably just as hard mentally, too, yeah, as it is physically, especially, like, I mean, I personally haven't done college wrestling, but high school wrestling's hard, too, like, mentally. Yeah, so. it, all de- it's, it, it all depends, like, on your weight cut, how big you are into it. Because I know kids that would just show up and get on yeah. the mat, and they were like, oh, yeah, I had, like, pizza for lunch. Yeah, and then some <laughs> kids are literally eating, like, nothing, sucking on Skittles and yeah. spitting the juice out. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know what you mean. Going to the 157 now. My pick's Kendall Coleman. All year long, kid's a tank. I don't care if he's got two losses. The kid is an absolute tank. He's another one. He's, like, a fifth How does or he sixth have year senior. 24 matches? Purdue wrestles a lot. Fair enough. I didn't know that. And at a school like that, you're not you're not pulling your guys out of matches either. Yeah, you're you want them to be on the mat against the best quality wrestlers because it's not like a Spencer Lee. You know what you're gonna get with him. Where if he sits out of match, it's just like all right, like it's not a big deal. Yeah, you want to just keep sharpening this kid. But Kendall Coleman's my pick for this year. <coughs> I was gonna say there's not a lot of like, I mean you got Will Luan who's back, but I don't see him doing anything. Peyton Rob is the guy to beat, obviously, but him and Kendall Coleman had like a. I don't know, 4-2 or 5-3 match or whatever. It was very close. So, Brayton Lee could surprise a lot of people. I know Brayton, his, his record does not show what his ability is right now. What's up with uh, Austin O'Connor? What's his deal? 
He was the national champ, what, two years ago, the COVID year? Yeah. He just fell off. I think that was, like, the highlight. He, I don't even care what anybody says. He did not beat Sammy Sasso in that match. He didn't. Yeah. He caught him once, and Sammy scored every offensive point after, the, after yeah. that sequence. And he got two points at the end of the match. They just didn't want to call it. Yeah. I hate that. It's one of those lackluster matches you watch. You're like, ah. Uh, like, yeah, well, you know yeah. who's better. He just got caught real quick. Right. Yeah, exactly. Right. Exactly. Sammy Sasso had, like, an insane tournament that, that year, too. Yeah. Like, I think he pinned the quarters and the semis. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, but, yeah, I mean, my for 57, on my pick's Kendall Coleman. I think him and Peyton Rob are going to be in the finals this year. Go under 165. Oh, God, I love this. Here we go. Talk you, about it. You got – I love Quincy, Quincy Monday in the top th- in the top three. Just it, – it makes me really excited to see – where like the direction that Princeton wrestling's going with Pat Glory and him, it's just like it's awesome to see these Ivy League schools have some real some real dudes on their on their on their lineup. And so I I hope I if I had a pick with my feelings, I'm going with Quincy Monday to win it. But uh, you know, it's not gonna be that easy, especially with the uh, O'Toole from Missouri in this in this weight class. So we'll see what happens though. Keegan O'Toole is my yeah. favorite wrestler. The young buck. Uh, dude, you can't, like, tell me the kid's not an animal. He is yeah. so good, dude. He doesn't look that big for the weight. He never has. And he is just so slick. And his wrestling knowledge, like, his through... IQ. Yeah, his IQ of wrestling is, like, insane. He adapts th- way better than any, anybody in the whole country mid-match. Yeah. You know what I mean? If he gets caught into something and there's a stalemate, if he gets in that position again, it's over. Like... He's finding another way to score. That kid's going to go score. The thing that I like about him is he puts points on the board. It's either a pin or he's scoring at least eight plus match or eight plus points a match. This kid's got just like a big arsenal. He's just nonstop offense. I've never seen him on the defense. And even when he is getting, like if somebody takes a shot on him and puts him in a sequence, he's the one scoring from there. Like yeah. he's trying to create the scramble or he's trying to get his hips away and reattacking like – most guys are trying to back away and defend him. He's never defending anybody. Yeah, and that's like anytime I watch the tournament, it's that's those are the guys who win the matches. Like a lot of people are being defensive. A lot of those upper seated guys are being defensive. Like I can I can kind of pace my way through this match and win. Where if you go out there and you want to put on a show and you want to use your offense to your advantage, you're gonna you're gonna run right through the, the tournament. So yeah, it's definitely gonna be um, fun to watch. And then, because he's probably going to be the one seed. It's going to be fun to watch a one seed. You just go out there and want to absolutely dominate. But it's, like, crazy to see that Shane Griffith is fourth on the list. Yeah. It's crazy to see. Natty champ. Yeah, fourth. And it's, like, we got. uh, That's going to be fun. We actually got. Did Quincy Monday win a national title? No, he lost. He did, yeah he was he 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 uh, lost. I think it might have been his freshman year. He was he went to the national title. No no no. Oh no, Quincy was in the finals last year. Last year. I forget who he. I I know he didn't win. Damn, that was last year. That but was like forever ago, to be honest with you. In the top five, we got <laughs> Keegan O'Toole, two-time Natty champ. Uh, David Carr was a national champ. Quincy Monday was a national finalist. Shane Griffith was a national champ, national finalist, or two-time national finalist. Cameron Amin, I think, was a national finalist. Like, that's in- – and then yeah. for uh, the Wisconsin boy, he's – I think he was top four last year. Yeah. Julian Ramirez from Cornell – Top five guy last year. Um, Patrick Kennedy is another guy. People are going to be sleeping on him. He's going to be an All-American this year. 
Um, who else is on this list? Alex Facundo from Penn State. That's another guy to watch out for in March. Um, freshman, but the guy's a beast. Scramble guy all over the place. And for one sixty, or yeah, for one sixty-five, that's that's going to be interesting. Um, yeah, that's going to be a deep weight come in March. Yeah, I think another deep weight too <coughs> is the one seventy-four. Yeah, you, you have your top guy, but I think it's I, I think it's deep too. Oh, Makai Lewis, dude. Labriola. Oh my God. Labriola. <laughs> what about Carter at the top? He's number one right now. Yeah, but I like Labriola. That's fair. He creates action, and he's just his in his energy levels are high. I like it. Yeah. Nebraska just has that tough mindset, kind of like Iowa. It's they're awesome. They're awesome to watch. So. This is also uh, – I think this is the toughest weight. Like, this, these are, like, other than – I don't know. This is tough because, like, Makai Lewis is a dude, and he's at three. And then – You're not talking about the main guy from Jersey on this list right now, Mr. Chris Foca. I have oh. to give a shout-out to him. I love Chris, man. He's a good kid. I've known him for, I don't know, seven, eight, nine years now. Um, him and his family, his pops owns Red Nose Wrestling Club. Yep. You know what I mean? They're great people. And I'm extremely hyped to see him in the top five. He lost to Micaiah Lewis yeah. uh, earlier on in the season, but I think it was by, like, ultimate ride out or something yeah. like that, like took a national champ. Yeah. That would be an awesome match to see in the semis. So That would be an awesome match to see in the semis if it happens. I, I personally would like to see where he falls in the seating list. Like, yeah. And, he's again, he's not going to have an easy match in the finals no. of the EIWAs. He's, in a, no. he's Mickey O'Malley, like – that kid's an absolute tank, too, and he's actually coming on this year. He has a couple of big pins this year. He's a big upper-body freestyle guy. He likes to throw people. He's not, you know what I mean? He's He's got big guts. He's willing to go out there and throw or be thrown. So that's going to be a big match in the EIWAs, and then obviously you got number one and number two for the Big Tens. So 74 is going to be a deep weight in, in March. Yeah, the lo- the winner and the loser of that are going to be one and probably the one seed and the two seed for the yeah. tournament. So. 184? I know, Penn State again. Yeah. 184, I think, graduated a lot. If I'm not, if I, I could be mistaken. But it just seems like there's a lot of names from last year where I'm like. This, see, this way, probably. this way is weird because Brooks, like, was handed his first loss, and I think it was to the kid from Northern Iowa. I think he got thrown to his back. And he, like, if, if you watch the scramble, on Flow Wrestling, they posted like that uh, that sequence, and like Aaron Brooks was pinned. Like, I don't really want to give it to him, but like he was pinned, and then he fought fought off. I forget how many points it was to come back, but he lost within two. It was a takedown. So like, Aaron Brooks really is the best wrestler in the weight when it comes to technique and and what he's done in the past. But again, you can't sleep on these guys. Like, Aaron Brooks is five and one. I don't think there's anybody undefeated in this way, so that's kind of cool. Um, there's not, no. But the, the the top five guys, I, again, could place them in any order. There's, anybody. A, there's a ton of guys in the top ten that have one loss. So That top five can get put into any any uh, any order. Actually, no, he lost to Marcus Coleman. That's who it was. Yeah, do you think the fact that he only wrestled, wrestled like six matches is going to hurt, though? Compared no. To like- no, because he's no. gonna get at least what six more matches in him, seven, eight, even. 
right around there. I, for yeah. some reason, I don't understand why, but, like, there's some guys on the Penn State roster, starters, that, like, don't wrestle that much. In, no. And then still just It's weird. Tournament. It's weird. It's definitely Save them. Iowa Unbelievable. Wrestling. Saving them. The Iowa way. Who saves? Who saves guys? Ninety-seven is an open weight. Max Dean. I f- he took two losses this year to the one to the Ryder guy. The other one I forget who, or it was Michael Beard from Lehigh. So like that top five again. Like same thing can get put into any order. What's up with Rocky? Rocky I, I, has been pretty dominant this year. He looks like a beast. <laughs> I hate to stop you guys in your tracks, but it is one o'clock. <laughs> So we are going to take a short little break. When we come back, the second half half hour of MMA action, we're going to talk about UFC 283. I'm excited for the first pay-per-view of the year. UFC just keeps going up and up. I can't wait. This is The Letterman here on 90.7 WCLH. Keep it locked. This is Ariel Reed, your station manager and programming music director here at 90.7 WCLH, Wilkes-Barre, Scranton, Hazleton. Keep it locked. Tweens have mastered the art of tuning out. Jen, there's a spider in the car. We're turning your room into a home gym. See? Nothing. But some messages need to get through, like making sure they're buckled up the whole ride, every time. Do whatever it takes to make your child listen. Jen, I friended your boyfriend. Wait, what? Buckle up, sweetie. Never give up until they buckle up. Learn more at safercar.gov slash kidsbuckleup. A message from the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Hi, this is Zach Prairie of the Letterman, and you're listening to 90.7 WCLH. Keep it locked. What's up, Wilkes-Barre? You're listening to 90.7 WCLH. Keep it locked. And we're back here on 90.7 WCLH. If you want to catch all the action on Instagram, social media, all that, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, make sure you follow us at WCLH Stillerman. Yeah, we're getting a TikTok. See that camera? TikTok is electric. See that camera (laughs) right there? We're using it. (laughs) Well, not right now, but. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, so follow us at WCLH Letterman if you want to catch up on season two of The Letterman. Falls out on Spotify at WCLH Slaughterman. We're back with the same cast of characters here. Cody Dix, Billy Cosner, that guy, Mr. Volpone. Don't mention my name on the airs. <laughs> like I said before the break, we are talking about UFC 283. I think a good card to start the year off. What do you guys think? I think it's a really good card. I don't think it's the. I don't think it's going to be n- close to the best card no. this year. I don't think it will be a top five card, yeah, but it's, it's like a good. Okay, here we go. Yeah. This is the sound. It's going to be. It's going to be exciting. I think. Um, it definitely starts off with a couple good fights, ones that are going to be exciting, um, but the last two fights are probably going to steal the show, obviously. But one thousand percent. Yeah, I just think that this this fight is getting overlooked because of news that just broke recently. 
about fights that are coming up um, within the next two months. Like the John Jones announcement kind of put can't everyone – Everyone kind of was like, yo, forget this card. I'm, I can't wait for March 4th. Like, and then Leon versus Usman too, the same month. What is it, March 18th? Or something like it's that. It's literally the week, the week after. I'm like, after. I'm like, so hyped, dude. I'm so hyped. In I, London? Oh, my God. Yeah. Mar- March is going to be a great, great... I hate to, like... Sorry, sorry, go ahead. No, 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 no you're good. Go I ahead. hate to, like, not be, like, happy or excited about this card. But, like, bro, I'm, I'm ready for John Jones. Like, I'm ready for... Uh, I'm, I'm just. For, I'm just. What's the walkout going to be? Can we all talk about what? What oh, is the walkout? Listen, it's not going to be nuts. UFC. What was it? One ninety seven or whatever his that that one was. I'm coming home. Yeah. John Jones is coming home, baby. A lot of people uh, are saying that he should come out. You know that TikTok? It's like uh, the guy from The Boys, like where he's talking about like you guys are lucky I'm doing what I'm doing, and then oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. the uh, just hammering a song. Like, dude, that would be. He's gonna. He's gonna walk out the superhero. Dude, that yeah. would be. If you want to the super, I'm not, I'm Jack Jones. Yeah, Dude, oh, Dana, wrap the belt around Johnny Bones, please. I wish it was in Ghana. I really did. What What do you think he's gonna do before we Before we begin, bro? It's easy. Like yeah. the media, the media recently has been so screwed up for UFC. Francis Ngannou's mom is wearing a PFL shirt. I know that doesn't mean anything to certain people, but like, bro. It's a PFL shirt. Come on. What else is he going to do? He's going to go sign with the PFL for however many fights. They're going to pay him ridiculous amount of money. Probably not what the 8 mil deal that Dana was going to pay him, but it's probably going to be pretty close. Which, by the way, was going to be the biggest contract in UFC history. Yeah. Th- so th- this whole thing like frustrates me because both sides are wrong. Like Dana really j- – like all Francis Ngannou wants is to fight Tyson Fury. Conor McGregor did it. With Floyd, you can't be biased against one person and, and not somebody else. Like, Francis Ngannou literally is, like, the scariest human beings on the planet. He can knock anybody out in one punch. Yes. Like, you can promote that, make it some big, huge thing for the UFC and Francis Ngannou. Francis can come out and get his check. You still keep the heavyweight belt. You still get the magic fight with John Jones. Like, there's still a whole bunch of things that you can do. Francis, on the other hand, is just being, like, an idiot in my head, like, he just signed, or you could have just signed an eight mil, four fight contract, made twenty four mil in, in four fights. Thirty two. Thirty two, sorry, and like, <laughs> you can do what you want to do, but you can't get that Tyson Fury fight. That's the only thing that he's stuck on. I get it. I just think it's both plays were dumb. I I like this. I think Francis Ngannou stepping away from the UFC. Let's get real. He's going to go on a tear in PFL. Who is going? And honestly, who in the PFL is going to step in an octagon with him? Not a lot. Not many people. No. So he's going to get those fights, his handpicked fights that he wants. He's going to beat the brakes off of guys. It's and then John Jones is going to do what he does at the heavyweight division. Let's get real. He's going to do what he does. Um, and to be honest, it's only going to make they're going to meet eventually in an octagon. They're going to have to. They have to. They that, have to. That is if John such Jones, a great if John fight. Jones, yeah, John Jones goes undefeated. Francis Ngannou technically never lost his belt. They go say three years without fighting. John Jones is just on a tear with the belt. Ngannou is going to step back in the octagon for the UFC. It and uh, I, I think and like finally John Jones will be the good guy. Of a situation like he yeah, will be, right. he'll be the good guy, and Ngannou is going to be the villain walking into that. Well, there, there's two things that have to happen. Three things. One, 
and Gotti wants to come back. That, that, that he, he should want to come back, especially if two, John Jones wins and keeps winning. Yeah. It doesn't relapse or whatever, yeah. you know. The, sla- the slander alone will get him back in the octagon. And three, Dana White gives him money. He will. He will. It's, At that go- po- it's going to be the biggest fight of all time. At that point, you, you sign him to a $20 million one-fight contract. And just Here's my take on and then, it. And then say, okay, I paid you. If you win, we'll give you 10 mil for five fights. Or per five fight or whatever, whatever yeah. the situation would be. Oh, my take? Yeah. I think <laughs> if John Jones goes out there and smokes Cyril Gaon, which plays the words the right way in the post-fight interview, I think we're seeing that fight a lot sooner than people think. In July? Yeah. I don't think it's this year, but I think we see that fight like a lot sooner because than people think. Honestly, I, like, I don't think Cyril Gaon has a chance. No offense. I love the guy. He's a great fighter. Yeah. But I don't think he has a chance. He got out wrestled by Francis Ngannou. I'm yeah. sorry, but like John Jones is going to absolutely like the clinch game is going to well, be the deciding factor. We we also have to remember John Jones hasn't fought in what four or five years. Three years. Yeah, but he's still tra- he's still training. He look he looks ginormous. We he's been working on his. He apparently bro. he has fallen in love with jujitsu. He's fallen in love with it. We are wow. talking about the the highest IQ fighter to ever step foot in an octagon, bro. This guy. Is the real deal. I don't think ring rust applies to John Jones. I just I don't. He is so good. If I have and to be honest, I've never seen a John Jones fight live. That's oh. crazy. I've only seen that's the highlights. Crazy. It. So it's it it's like it's like watching a video game. It's like giving a controller to a toddler, and then every round you just give it to an older person, and he just gets better throughout the fight. And his, he is so freaking good, dude. It, it starts with it. his confidence is unreal going into the octagon. He. He truly believes he can be any person on earth. He also can you be me? Yeah. He would, <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> he um and he also doesn't spar. He doesn't spar a lot. Like he does like in um like in his training he doesn't spar a lot. It's a lot of t- light tapping stuff like that. Kind of just situational stuff. So where guys are sparring all the time, like Don Cerrone talks about in his like earlier career, he was sparring all the time. Yeah. And it kind of it takes away from the hits you can take in fights. So. I think John Jones is still really young in his career. What is he? 30? Thirty. He's thirty-two. Yeah, yeah. That that is. He's like right in his prime, low key. That's like. the prime of your. If you want to watch anything, go watch Joe Rogan's podcast with John Jones. I promise you, it'll put you into perspective of yeah. who John Jones really is, and that everyone is human. Everyone makes mistakes, but for you to like, if you're sitting back and you're wishing ill on John Jones. Watch that podcast. I promise you, it'll change your life. I'm not. I'm not saying Bef- I'm wishing well, it either. Yeah. Before we I'm get, say, into I'm just this. saying, no, not you, but there I, are people. I'm just who saying, I want. Hate. I haven't seen him live, and everyone like talks about like him being the goat, and I'm like, listen. Before we even get into this fight, I'm about to. I wish, like, I wish we could watch it because I watched it last night. The Gustafson first fight, yeah. absolute war, like yeah, absolute. No, that war. was that John was Jones fight. got put through every battle test he needed to get put through. The second fight. Dominated him. It wasn't even close. Mm-hmm. It wasn't even close. He went out there, kept him at kick range, and like made Gustafson look like he didn't even know how to fight. Like it was, it was honestly bad. I was watching it, and like if you pay attention, it's insane. The simplest thing, right, of a a hand tap to the forehead, mm-hmm. and it was a mid round freaking fix. He goes out a head tap. Gustafson moves his head back. Head kick. Game over. 
bro, mm-hmm. like it's mind-boggling what this man can do just off of reading fakes. Yeah, he keeps himself at distance and he'll just literally faint at you in every which way to see what your body does. And then the second time he's coming, he's coming with something crazy. Yeah. He plays he plays chess like a grandmaster, and he and he takes chess players and makes them into checker players. Yeah, when they when they fight, it's that's it's, a great quote. It's wild. That's it's, a great quote, dude. Uh, uh, Put it on the board. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's honestly entertaining to watch, and like, it's kind of like that Tom Brady effect. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, people hate it don't on seem him. real. Yeah, yeah people no. hate on him, hate on him, and then at one point you kind of just sit back and you're like, how can I hate? Like, yeah. look what he does. You know, so. Fair enough. Yeah. I mean, It'll we'll be see fun. in March. Yeah, that the card. Because I've I've never I'm gonna I'm gonna say this I've never hated on John Jones, but at the same time it's like I've never personally watched him live, so yeah. I I don't feel the the like I've seen the highlights and yeah like he's a great fighter. I'm not gonna sit here and say oh my god blah blah blah. You I mean, will just, get chills when he walks out. Yeah, you I, will I, get I want to. chills. Listen, like, if he walks going... out, if he walks out the superhero, I know what's going on. I hope he walks out. <laughs> I, I want to hear Homelander's <laughs> voice, dude. That's gonna be awesome. <laughs> but yeah, the, the, uh, Derek Brunson actually posted the full card today. Um, it's gonna be Neil versus Rockmanov. Ooh, dog. Okay. And it's gonna be Scavcat. Derek Brunson versus Duplicis. Uh, Shevchenko okay. versus Grasso. Yeah. Ooh. Nunez versus uh, Aldana. Yep. And then Jones versus Gone. Stop. <laughs> that that's gonna be th- that's, I, that might be card of the year. That's a good card. A very good nah, card. I don't say that. We got too much coming up. I right? know we got too much. But Shevchenko's the third the third f- fight. Shevchenko. In, but International Fight Week, July Fourth weekend is going to be absurd. Shevchenko is the third fight. is the co-main. That's ins- okay. Gilbert Burns, <laughs> Neil Magny. I, I have to. We have to go UFC. Yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll do that. We'll do that. We have 15 minutes. We'll, let's run it. <laughs> Gilbert Burns <laughs> faces Neil Magny. Gilbert Burns looked awful in his last fight. He did. Yeah. There, there's no other way to put it. I, I, I am a Gilbert Burns fan. I have come on here and defended this man against yeah. plenty of guys. It's a fight he should have won. I think. It was Hamza, right? Yeah. yeah. It's a fight he should have won. Like, I think he should have used his experience. But Hamza also said, but I am Hamza to hear me roar. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's hard when you face a lion, you know? Yeah. But he's still a top five ranked in the welterweight division. Going up against Neil Magny. Neil Magny has all the magic balls to beat him. 6'3", compared to 5'10". Obviously the same weight. Nine inch reach. Nine bro. inch reach. Wow. It's gonna be like Co- and five inch leg reach. It just it's the same build as Cosmo. Like yeah, it's like okay, guy a little bit lankier. Can you do? Can you go out there and bro. say, hey, I can beat a guy like comes up? Yeah, bro. Neil Magny has been in like the top ten for like so long, dude. Like so long. This guy's never hit top five. I don't think he. Bro, I'm picking him. Yeah, I'm picking him. Neil Magny, I'm picking him. I think he goes out there and puts on an absolute, not a clinic. Let me stop. Let me stop. It's Gilbert Burns. I think that he goes out there and he puts on, like, a really good show for the fans. But who who has he, like, fought? Especially, like, recently that's, okay. All right, listen, listen. He just fought Rachmanov, who is literally going to be the champ in probably a year or two. Whoa. Okay. Yeah, bold pick. Yeah, watch his highlights. Oh, yeah. Watch his Sub- highlights. Submitted two with two seconds left in the Bro, round. this guy, I was watching his highlights yesterday. Spinning back kicks, elbows, spinning back fist, absolute tank on the ground. Rachmanov has all the tools to beat anybody in the top five. Yeah. Anybody. Yeah. And I mean, like, handily beat the top five. He is an absolute 
tank. But yeah, Neil Magny went out there, and even Neil Magny said it in the interview. He was talking about because he was grappling uh, with Hamzat. He was like sparring and training with him, and he was like, Hamzat is the real deal. Like, and then there's a video of it, and like Hamzat's toying with him on the ground. So like, I think if Gilbert Burns gets it to the ground, I think it's going to be an absolute destruction of a show because he's a world class jujitsu guy. Yeah. Um, but I and he and again, I I think we said that for the Hamzat fight. If Gilbert Burns brought it to the ground, he had a chance. He didn't. Yeah, he kept it on the, the, on his feet. And for some reason, he kept it on his feet. <laughs> but here we are. But yeah, I mean, like Bur- I said, Burns I'm, has to again. Burns has to prove that he can beat a guy of that build. And Burns I think, needs to wrestle a full MMA fight. He needs to stop keeping it on his feet. Yeah. Because he's never been like that in his previous fights. Like. And I love I love Burns. I want to defend. Like I I want Burns to win this. I think this does go decision. I think it would be cool if Magny won. Yeah, because I think I, I think, think cool. I think Burns actually, you know, does what we tell him to do here, and he goes to the ground and he goes, okay. Yeah. I'm not but gonna. That, it, it's harder. It's gonna be if he's not getting close to this guy, it's he's not taking him down because the, yeah. the distance will be crazy. Because yeah, a nine inch reach advantage is tough to take. Get a take. Yeah, down six three is. is ridiculous. Like but that's crazy. Neil also can't make the mistake of okay getting well, too close. Not not even getting too close. Him going to the ground, which yeah. I don't think he will. I don't. The real question is: Is do we see an Oliveira happen this match where uh, Gilbert Burns gets rocked with a punch and he just falls right to the ground? Not a knockdown, but like, yeah. you know what I mean. He just continuously brings the energy to the ground and tries to bring it to the ground. That would definitely be a smart move, especially because la- his last fight against Cosmot was a bloodbath. He took a lot of hits to the, to the head. Maybe this this fight take less damage. Try to get it to the ground. Try to maybe work into ju- some jujitsu and. Yeah. I would Take say care of your body. You know, you got to be proactive. I'll exactly. say both of these guys don't really have that knockout power. Ooh, uh, oh, don't say yeah. that. That Gilbert Burns has one punch power. He, Gilbert Burns does, but he he should do more jujitsu, like you guys said. Yeah, bring it to the ground, beat them, beat them where, with his strength. Yeah, and especially with a guy of this build, he's not going to get close enough. Because if he does try, you know, straight across whatever, okay, well, whoop. Bow. Yeah. And he's hit him with a jab and see you later. I also think the odds are crazy for this match. Minus 460 for Gilbert Burns is like nuts. Yeah. That's crazy. You're giving Neil Magny like no respect. Which I don't understand. But it's I not am, even like they're yeah. that far into the rankings or like that big of a yeah. difference. I am going to go Gilbert Burns though. Decisions. Uh, I'll go unanimous. So. Come I'll, in. I'll go, I'll go Burns. Uh, I'll go Burns uh, split decision. I think it's going to be close. Okay. Magni decision. I was talking with uh, Corey Rapture about this too. And he was he was saying the same thing. He said Magni could sneaky sneaky win this decision. Dude, he yeah. like like I said, he's been in the top ten for years, bro. Like yeah. he's just he's he's the guy that's gotten screwed the most. Honestly, he's had three fights scheduled with Hamzat. All of them got bailed out. He yeah. had two fights with Bil- with Bilal Hamid, and all both of them got canceled out. I think he had another, and then he got put with with. Rockmanov, like yeah, that's a like tough that's fight. so messed up, yeah. bro. That's he so had Daniel up. Rodriguez canceled. He submitted Daniel Rodriguez, and they were gonna run it back. Got canceled. Then he had Rockmanov. It's like, but he's also beaten some good, like yeah, some really good talent. Like he's been in the in it since 2013. He beat Robbie Lawler in what is this 2000 2020. He in 2000. 15 he beat Kevin Gaslam Kelvin Gaslam so he's he's been there he's been yeah. there he's fought good talent so 
all it's going to take is one fight for him to get somewhere. Yeah. And if he beats Gilbert Burns, like he'll, he's he'll skyrocket mm-hmm. in the division. Like he could he could be in the top five if he beats Burns. Uh, yeah, hundred percent. Um, go to the co-main event. Man, <laughs> this this is going to be a fight. Again, fourth fourth fight as I found out in the flyweight division. We got Devison Figueredo going up against Brandon Moreno. Mexico, stand up. Man. Your boy's about to do it again. He is going to do it again. Yeah. Well, let's talk about it. He has the height advantage, two-inch reach advantage, and they both have the same league, uh, leg reach advantage. Again, fourth time we've seen this fight. Be money. Isn't one of them a no contest? I could be mistaken. No, it was a draw. It was a draw? Yeah. First one. Yeah. So, I mean, this is... Be money. They're both one and one. This is, I guess, the should be the last fight, but the flyweight division, there's not much there. I saw a thing on, on I think it came up in my Facebook feed, and Davison Figueredo is 35 years old. Yeah. The last time he fought anybody else besides Brandon Moreno, he was 31. That's insane. He's been fighting the same guy for four years. That's like, come on. That's that is <laughs> nuts. No, that just shows how good they are. Like, yeah. That just shows. Well, does it show how good they are or does it show how bad the rest of the division is? No, it shows how good they are. Kai Car France is in the division. You can't sleep on him. Yeah. I know, but, but he, he does not touch these two. And, I, and I you, know. You, that Brandon Moreno was kind of getting beat yeah. up, and then he just hit him with a liver kick, and that's yeah. what ended the fight. It was a good fight. It was a really good fight. I, I will say Moreno versus uh, France was a really good fight. Over uh, It was over the summer, I believe, like in June or July, somewhere around there. It was, really, it was a really good fight, but... Um, everyone knew like Moreno wins. This is the next fight for him, and yeah. like, there's no question about it. Um, I just think the one thing Moreno has above Figueroa is the health, like his health. I think the weight cut for uh, for Figueroa is insane. Like he just looks He's, so yeah. washed and unhealthy. It's just like. Bro, if the guy stands sideways, he's the thinnest paper. Yeah, where Moreno gets on the scale and he looks great he's smiling he's happy he doesn't look like his face doesn't look washed he doesn't look dehydrated like that's huge going into a fight like this yeah with so much hype around it like it's it's gonna be a big factor i think and i think moreno i think moreno ends the ends the argument i think he does really well i think he ends the fight like, here's the thing that he does too who's the one that's finished the other figueredo. moreno has finished davison figueredo figueredo hasn't found it out yet he don't know and yeah. that's a he's big, been, he's been fighting the same guy factor. for four years. Yeah, that's a big factor. You you've been fighting the guy for four years yeah. and you can't put him down. Yeah, think about it. That's the only person that's been on his mind for four years. Where Moreno has had a couple different guys that he's had to train for, and like Kai Kara France, you that's someone you have to train for. You can't just go in and be like, I'm just going to beat him with the skills yeah. I have. Yeah. You have to you got to watch film. You got to you got to start looking at their tendencies. His mind has gone to other places where figueroa has been nothing but Moreno the whole time. So it's like if you don't come out and beat him, you're I walk away. He'll be he'll be living in his head rent free for the rest yeah. of his life. <laughs> and Moreno like and like his story alone is amazing. Y- you want you he got want kicked him to out win. of the UFC, yeah. comes back, he's the UFC champ and now he's taken arguably the best 135 pounder yeah. or 125 whatever weight this is, like he's taken the, the best guy out. <laughs> yeah, 135. He's taken the best guy out in the division by far. Yeah. Like, so, Fig, if you watch his other fights, 
and that's the biggest thing that like screwed him up in the first fight was is like when he hits somebody they fall down brandon moreno doesn't fall down like that mexican toughness is crazy he don't fall and figueredo puts people out yeah and i i just think like that whole story of like he i think that toughness comes from the whole story of like you're on you're on um um what is it tough you're on the ufc tough um and you don't even win your first matches to get on the show and then you get a call from Dana White, like, yo, we need someone to fill in. You get choked out. And then you don't get another call for so long, and then you become champ. Like, I think that toughness comes from, the like, he grinded it out to get where he is. Like, that, I think that's, like, one of the storylines that, like, you have to root for him. Because, like, he's pretty much telling, like, he's he's telling the UFC, you are wrong. Yeah. <laughs> you are wrong about me. I'm going third round Moreno finish. Either way, Subber, yeah. TKO. I'm going TKO Moreno. I'm going TKO Moreno. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go in the fifth round. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna go all five rounds. Exciting, we're we're gonna nice see a war. A this nice is, I like that. Listen, yeah. listen. I like that. This is gonna be contender for fight of the year. Oh, I. On January I January twenty first of twenty twenty three. This will be top three fight of twenty twenty three. I'll put it out there. That's a good take. Yeah, I like that take. I, there will be blood everywhere. Obviously, I think the whole mat's gonna be covered in blood by the time Glover and Jamal get on the. Again. <laughs> I don't know. That's the fight that I don't know which way it goes. To yeah. be honest with you, but I'm picking I mean, Glover, bro. I don't know. I like Jamal Hill. I like that he has the one the one punch power, and you. I've seen him put put people away like night, on night. cloud nine. Night night. <laughs> like. When I saw Johnny Walker get punched in the face by him, <laughs> oh and my god! <laughs> I w- I was just like, I don't know who could take a punch like that. Like I don't know a single human being that could take a punch like that. But it almost looked like a fake reaction. Yeah, like it was that bad. Yeah, isn't Glover like forty three? Forty two, forty three. Or he turns forty three soon. Yeah, I would love. But like again, storylines. I'd love Glover to win and just be like, I'm done. I'll see you guys later. He said he's he said if he wins or loses, he says he's not retiring. I know, this guy's nuts. He's probably gonna he probably wants to fight. He uh, probably he wants to die in the octagon. He wants to fight like, with you, the you don't want to say that, but I mean come uh, on. Uh, Yuri? Yeah, he wants to fight Yuri yeah. again. Yes, which I whatever. which I respect. <laughs> like if you were winning that fight and you just got you, Bro, that like, I don't know why he went for the standing I know. It's like you were winning that fight and you gave you just, it to him. You made one little mistake, like I like you could be forty-seven and, and fight him again. That's cool. Whatever, yeah. whatever you want to do. But I'm picking Glover in this, bro. He's been training with Alex Pereira, and like, it's it's almost like, I, bro, when they spar, like they hit each other hard. Like yeah. Glover should be losing brain cells, and he's getting <laughs> younger. If it like seems like, yeah, I mean, Glover's not one of those guys. You look at him like, oh, he's forty-two. There's no way he wins this fight. Like he's gotten better with he's like wine yeah. he gets better with time you oh, know yeah. like it's crazy to see that especially in a in a sport like fighting it's it's crazy but i think it's going to be a very exciting fight i think uh the way glover wins is kind of slowing down the pace of the fight not getting too close getting takedowns working some sort of submission would be awesome does jamal have any um Besides it being like a knockout, does he have any sub wins or TKO wins? I'll find out. Or for are they you. all just knockouts? Johnny There's Walker seven. knockout. Thiago Santos yeah. knockout. Jimmy Crute knockout. He got knocked out by Paul Craig. And seven of his eleven wins have been from knockout. So here's my thing: the yeah. wrestling. 
from Glover. He's going to be yeah. huge. If it's Glover goes huge. out there and takes him down, same thing with the Jan fight. It's game over. Yeah. But I think if Jamal keeps it on the feet and hits him a couple of times, the age is just, yeah. you know what I mean? The age and the speed yeah. factor is just going to come into play, and, and then, that's going to be bad. And then once your chin goes, it's gone. It's I got to be honest. I don't see this fight going to the decision. No, I agree. No, yeah. uh, I think the Jamal, average fight time yeah. between both of these guys is under ten minutes. Yeah, I think Jamal Hill will either get um, submitted, out wrestled, beaten down on top early, probably by the but, third, fourth round. But or, he has one punch power. If Glover fools around in the see, fourth and fifth, bro, Glover's got one punch power too. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong, he's he does a big too. Dude. He's Did a you a see big that dude. right hand that he hit Yuri with? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was like a rocket. And I don't think I don't think Jamal Hill's really anybody with the no. talent Glover has. I don't like this fight at all. I really don't like the last fight that happened at 205 with Ankalaev and Jan. Like, I'm not going to lie. Ankalaev smoked him yeah. that whole fight. He did. Yeah. That whole fight. The only reason he didn't win that fight is because Jan just has, like, wood legs. And freaking every time he yeah. hit him, uh, Ankalaev's legs just hurt. And he couldn't yeah. go after him anymore. You know what I mean? The guy was like limping in the fifth round. Yeah, I definitely think Ankalaev should be the one in this. Should be fight. the champ. I think yeah, I think he should be the one going against Glover in this fight. But if I'm Glover, I'm not even taking the fight against Ankalaev. Like if you have, if you want something to prove against Yuri, you wait for him. Yeah. Because you know, that'll be a t- that'll be a title fight. So, and I think that's what the UFC wants to set up is the Yuri Glover run back for the title. So yeah. I think that's what they're starting to set up now. Hopefully Glover wins this. The other thing that I realized is, is like, Jan Blahovich ain't that far away from, like, UFC gold. I thought he was going to get yeah. absolutely smoked by Uncle. Like, I yeah. didn't think it was going to go the distance. I remember. And, that was because that was the last thing we talked about. Yeah, and he, like, somehow yeah. made it through. Like, Jan, Jan's a good fighter, bro. Yeah. He just, he just acts, and I, I, I hate to be mean, but he just acts like a dum-dumb. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's just, <laughs> yeah. he talks like a dum-dumb, but the guy knows how I like, to fight. I, I like your PG version. Thank you. It's better than other words. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't know the one, the one video. No, the one video <laughs> in the, the embedded video, like, he was on a hike to go find a snowman so he can go kick it. Like, bro, you're a grown man. Like, go train or go <laughs> to a coffee shop. Do you snowman? <laughs> yeah, no. Um, <laughs> go, I'm going to go Glover sub- submission fourth round. You know, I'm going to go with it too. Glover yeah. submission fourth round. Yeah, make the third. Because uh, I think the pace yeah, is definitely going to be slower. Yeah. I don't think they're going to be guns blazing. Yeah. If they do, I could see this finishing round two. I mean, unless Glover comes out and he's like, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna apply the pressure quick to Jamal, yeah. get him back up a little bit, and then to get that. I mean, down this is maybe, Jamal's you know? first like, okay, I'm here fight. Glover's been here before. He knows the pace is going to be slowed down. It's going to be a ground game. So I got Glover there. I like it. Right. I like it. When we come back, NFL divisional round preview. Man, have I been waiting for this all week. Michigan over Penn State tonight. This is the Letterman here on 90.7 WCLH. Keep it locked. Listening to 90.7 WCLH, Wilkes Bear, Scranton, Hazleton, Wilkes University Radio. Keep it locked. A powerful threat calls for a greater response. Not tomorrow, 
Not in a few years, but right now. Some battles must be faced together. Cancer fighters stand up to cancer every day, and you can be part of this battle too. Visit StandUpToCancer.org to learn more. Together, we can save lives. This is Chris Gordy, baseball guru and co-host of The Leatherman, here on 90.7 WCLH, serving the greater Scranton and Wilkes-Barre Hazleton area. Keep it locked. This is Hunter Fulmer, your production director at 90.7 WCLH, Wilkes-Barre, Scranton, and Hazleton. Don't forget to keep it locked. And we're back here on... Oh, no! No! 90.7 WCLH. Nice. I do that once in a while. You know, we're a little rusty, but here we are. What'd you do? I I forgot to pause the system. It'd be like that. It does be like that. Thanks, Steve. Nothing better than opening Stevie Wonder's document. Of course. Of course. Nothing nothing like it. When is it? Great format. MLA. (laughs) <laughs> Double times, space. Times New Roman. Oh. It, is, it is. It is. Times. It is. Uh, times New Roman size twelve font. Double space. Hey, hey. If you pra- you have to practice perfect to perform perfect. So shout out to Stevie. Even though it doesn't need to be a formal doc, he still does it professionally. Absolutely. He's preparing himself. Because we unlike my emails. Yeah, that's true. I kind of <laughs> figured that. I could make an email joke, but I don't want to get political. Um. <laughs> yeah, but let's. <laughs> He doesn't <laughs> want to get political. Uh, <laughs> let's stick to the divisional around here. If you can't tell, we're joined here by Stephen Yukoski. Wonderful to be here, fellas. All roads lead to Mr. Wonderful. Zachary Paraway. Do you smell what the Zach is cooking? Oh, I'm back. I'm back soon. The last half hour until about Wednesday. So let's get it going. Charles Billy, Reggie Searle. It's great to be. Happy Friday. Walter Payton Lewis Jr. He's looking for a charger He's right now. He said, "Fellas." I think he gave a "What's up, fellas?" Yeah, he, did. he, he said, did. "Fellas." You're not supposed to be here. <laughs> Sorry. That's true. I can't. It is unfortunately true. <laughs> it's unfortunately true. Dude, I don't get an intro. Nicholas Volfo. <laughs> you know who it be? It's Nikki V. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Nice, um, nice Martel. Nice. Sorry, I, I coughed into the mic and everything. Oh, I'm terrible. Jeez, I'm so sorry. Come on, man. I know. Let me. Nice. <laughs> well, listen, we know why we're here. We know why. You, you go ahead. No, 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 no. Jack's Chiefs, you know, we're first on the dock at 430. Yeah, there you go. Hey, we're all getting football, baby. That's the most like, enthusiastic I've seen Walter. Since I've met him, I <laughs> No. Look, no. <laughs> watch a football game with him. No. <laughs> well, I would love to watch week. the no. Eagles Giants game. Watch an Eagles game with him? <laughs> he is worse than me. But I also <laughs> act worse you, than you, you on this show. <laughs> you actually can't watch a game with Zach. Do not watch the Ravens with Zach. You watch every single Ravens game with me. <laughs> That's how he knows, bro. That's Reg, how tell them knows. how tell them how a Jaguars playoff game goes. Well, it was it was definitely interesting. It was like a roller coaster of mixed emotions. And I just want you all to know, 
I was the one that was. I was the one giving you your hope. I was calming you down at true. halftime. No, I was I'm calming you down at halftime. Was I not? <laughs> I said, "Listen, well, we I'm were not gonna lie." Slandering you. What I said. We were giving you the work. What I told Mister. Hey, I was not. I was. <laughs> Me on, I was still on. No, Stevie was like the only one on your side, and I was sitting there like Stevie, shut up. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll take those words back. I wasn't giving him hope, but I was. I was definitely being nice to you. I was like, "Listen, man." You know, you guys had a great year. When you said that, <laughs> picture, when you said that picture of him in the group chat, I started rolling. Shout like, out, shout out, Wacko, uh, Billy's mom, because she was the only one that believed that we were still in the game. Yeah, even at halftime, she said, "You know what? You guys are still going to win this." So you know what? And I believe too, because you know she I also still, she also that. still thinks that Daniel Jones was the wrong pick for the Giants, which we'll get into that. I don't really understand. <laughs> Jack Chiefs. Sorry, Ma. On the docket, Stephen. Right. Why don't you start? All right. Why don't you start? <laughs> Jack's Chiefs. You know, we saw this matchup earlier in the season. Um, clo- you know, closer than a lot of people were expecting it to be. 27-17 in favor of the Chiefs. Um, I give you, you know, quick season stats. Lawrence, just over 4K, 25 touchdowns. Um, you know, Christian Kirk emerges that wide receiver one. Mahomes handled business. 5K, 41 tutties. You know, Kelsey took over that role. No Tyreek, no problem. Um, I think it's safe to say, Mahomes is the MVP. Right, I I agree. And um, I hate I hate the you know for you eagle guys to out break there. it to him. If listen, if Hurts didn't get hurt and it, he got to play out the rest of those games, I think there would still be a conversation. Smart. But right now, I don't think there is. Um, that is true. We do have bigger goals, but uh, keys for the win, keys for a win for Jacksonville. No jitters. I mean, we saw they came out um, against the Chargers. They didn't look great. Um, and to be fair, Chargers had short field the entire from those turnovers. So who knows? But the Chiefs are the Chiefs. And as much as I want this Saturday streak to live, as much as I want Lawrence to be able to go back to Waffle House, unfortunately, he won't be. And he's going to be at his house eating Eggo waffles instead, while Mahomes is going to be moving on to the AFC Championship. Nice Ketchup, steak, mac and w. cheese with it all. Oh! Go ahead and give me the Chiefs 33, Jags 24. Fair After that, very disrespectful. Uh, Eggo waffle. Eggo waffle. waffles. Eggo waffles. What, kind of, what kind of Eggo waffles? Just plain? Uh, no, I go and give him the mixed chocolate chip strawberry. That's fair. There's a mix of chocolate chip and strawberry. Jeez. I don't know. But Wait a minute. One. No, one chocolate <laughs> chip, one strawberry. You're going to have him next week. He's being fair. I'm going to the store today. Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> What do you got to say? Walter's in my fridge. Um, <laughs> um, but as far as this game goes, I mean, let's give credit to the Jags. No one in the world thought they'd be here other than the man sitting across from me. That's not true. And, I'm about to say, <laughs> and you saw my text even then. If we were going to make the game of the season, you did not think they were going to be there. I remember you thought they were going to be 7-10 and and be just outside the playoffs. I remember that prediction. But it was a fair prediction because they went eight and nine, and nine they're and nine and eight. I apologize. We're not the Bucks. That was disrespectful. Whoa, whoa, God! I was one game off. <laughs> we we went over five hundred. Okay, leave, That's fair. Tam- I apologize. leave Tampa out of this. Our division's better. Um, it's not saying much. It's not much of a competition. It's not saying much, but they're here, and I'm sorry, but they have to play the Chiefs. That's fine. I have to give it to the Chiefs just because you have. It's they have the best quarterback in the league. It's fine. They have a top five offense in the league. That's fine. And the defense, it's not amazing, but it's serviceable enough to get the job done. It's going to be a good game. I don't think y'all are going to go out there and completely crap the bed. 
but give me Stevie has a great prediction here. Stevie said 33 24 Chiefs. I think that's a great prediction. I think I'm gonna double down on that one. Thank you. Thank well, um, I normally agree with everything you say, Stevie, but I've never agreed with something more than what you just said before. <laughs> All right, uh, I mean, I'm, come on, I'm, I'm sorry, Martel, but Let's get it going. It's wonderful listen, to be here. If if <laughs> the Jags come out and you guys play the first half that you played against the Chargers, the Chiefs are the Chiefs are not the Chargers. They they are not blowing a 27 point lead. I think that this just you guys. You guys are on the right track, obviously, like we've all been saying. No one thought you would be here, like Zach said, besides you. He didn't even think that. <laughs> but I don't think you're ready to go toe-to-toe with the Kansas City Chiefs yet. I hope that you guys could prove me wrong. I just think that Kansas City is a little too powerful right now because they still have a guy named Patrick Mahomes and they still have a guy named Travis Kelsey in that locker room. But I do think it's going to be a lot closer than a lot of people think. I think Jacksonville is definitely not going down right of fight because – they have one of the best coaches in the NFL. They have one of the future faces of the NFL uh, leading the offense at quarterback. They have a de- they have a good running back. They have a- their offense is playing well right now. Their defense played great last week, but I just don't think it's going to be enough to beat the Chiefs. Unfortunately, I hope again. I hope you guys prove me wrong, but I'm going to go Kansas City 35, Jacksonville 24. Yeah. I like it. I want to see another miracle on NBC, baby. That's what I'm going to tell you right now. Listen, why not keep it going, keep it churning? I mean, it's very unlikely, but who says it can't happen? Let's go uh, 31-28. Jags. Yeah. Yeah. All right. This guy did his research. 31-28, that's a crazy score. I wonder where that came from. (laughs) I don't really have too much to say about this game. Um, That's fine. That's fine. I will say that the Chiefs will show us why we are not who they think they are. And Dougie P, again, will prove why he's one of the GOATs. Um, But I'm going to tell you the keys of this game. Number one, defend the back end. The safeties have to have... Top tier from 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 the linebackers to the safeties, they have to have top tier communication. You have to control your rushing lanes and run the ball. You run the ball, you take pressure off of Trevor Lawrence. In a game to where I can't even expect him to not be nervous. I can't like Stevie said, eliminate the jitters. Team is too young. They're gonna have jitters, and that's cool, but. If Travis Etienne can set the tone and keep it close, that's really all you can ask of the Jags if, if you're a Jags fan because you ain't got no faith. Like, let's be real. Ain't nobody got no faith. But it could be pulled off if you play the game the right way. So I'm going to give Marty the benefit of the doubt on this one. And... You be quiet over there. And I'm going to say... And I'm going to say they actually pull this out. I don't know how it's going to be, like, super-duper close. But, yeah, I, 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 who says, who, like he said it, why not? Why not then? Let me tell you how. And Look through the camera when you do this. <laughs> I, I've been. <laughs> Good Lord. I'm, I'm going to let you. You might as well just meet the rest of us for this. I might as well. I might as well. Right. Because I, 
<laughs> I've been I've been thinking about what I'm gonna say for right now since only four a.m. I've been up wired for right now since four a.m. That is why I text you at five thirty in the morning. And I'm not I'm not even gonna like talk about the players. I'm not gonna talk about the coach. You know whatever. We all know who's out there. I want to talk about what this means to just Jacksonville in general. Zoom I really do. I really do because. What what we have gone through, Jacksonville, that Duval chant. Du- the Duval chant is so different from any other chant in the NFL, NBA, NCAA, whatever you want to call it. Because, yeah, no. You got Ohio State's Ohio. That's shooting. You know who you're rooting for? Ohio State. The J-E-T-S, J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. You're rooting for the Jets. When you shout Duval, you're, you're, you're shouting for the whole county. You're shouting for the city. You're not shouting for the team. It's a lifestyle. You pick up that lifestyle. And I, from Connecticut, have picked up the lifestyle of Jacksonville, Florida, from Duval County. I wish. I live and die for this team. And when I tell you that not only have I done it, not only has everyone in Duval County done it, but these players, Doug Peterson has really embraced. Urban Meyer wanted to do this in the 904. Doug Peterson didn't have to do the 904 crap. He walked in and said, we're going to win. And this is how we're <laughs> going to do it. It looked shaky at first. But here we are, the divisional game. And I have the utmost confidence in this team. Trevor Lawrence, he's not going to do what he did. And when I tell you all Jags fans out there, we got our guy. I really do. I believe we have our guy. We're going to win 34-30. 34-30. We're putting up 30, and we've done it. We've done it before, 97 against the Broncos. They were 13-3, and three, the number one team in, in the AFC. No one was going to stop them. John Elway at the peak of his at the peak of him. We walked into Denver and retired John Elway. We're not going to retire anybody. I'm not going to say that. I'll tell you that right, this, right now. Kansas City, get ready. It's like a WWE promo. <laughs> Pay-per-view. All right. <laughs> Moving All right. on to the night game on Saturday. That might be the greatest thing I've ever heard. Yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready. You guys want to run through the wall? Yeah, yeah. Like, hey, fair. Though. Are you good, bro? You good. He's gonna cry. <laughs> <laughs> I told you. I've, I've been thinking about it. I, I got chills. I got chills. Right. Do you and me want to go first, and then let the Eagles fans go after? Yeah, we'll let the Eagles fans go last because right. I'm going to tell them why Danny Dimes. Oh my God. Oh, you're, gonna, you're gonna make a mad early. Gonna I am gonna make a mad side, early. Okay. I am gonna make a mad early because right. Danny Dimes is gonna walk into Philly. Yeah, oh yeah, we beat them twice. Congratulations, he beat them in the Said regular that. season. Now it's time for the big boys to play. And Brian, D- there's something about Brian Dable. There really is. I don't know what it is, but Brian Dable. But he has done something to this team. They looked great. They're the healthiest team in the playoffs. The defense is flying around. What do you mean what? Let, There's no, only one person on the wind room. Let's, let's, let's let everyone, everyone finish, and then we can talk. Saquon Barkley we'll is going to run all over this defense. The O line is going to protect protect Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones is going to play another hell of a game, and they're going to beat Philly, twenty four twenty three. Last second field goal. Graham Gano. Me and Reg will go next, and then we will give the floor to you three. Oh, you got it, Zach. I'll go after you. <laughs> okay, because <laughs> I feel like they're going to kill one of us. I'm picking Eagles, <laughs> but I'll give some analysis. <laughs> okay. Yeah, are you good? Are you good? <laughs> that was so you funny. You want to let Reg go? <laughs> no, I'll go. 
Jalen Hurts is back this week, and he's back this week in a time where he can actually use his full playbook. I think it was pretty obvious the last time that the Giants and the Eagles met. It was a very limited playbook, a limited play calling, I would say, also. Um, the Giants are also fully back with their whole team this time and not resting half their pretty much their entire first team when playing the Eagles. I feel like it's going to be a close game just because these teams know each other with familiarity. Do I think the Giants have a shot to win? Not really. I mean, Daniel Jones has been admirable this year. I think there's more Brian Dable in that than Daniel Jones, but I can't discredit the work he's put in. Saquon Barkley's been amazing, but as Walter has pointed out to, I think, 40 people this week alone, Saquon had only 30 yards the first time they met, which was the only matchup that truly mattered. So that has to be taken into account. And the Giants' defense has been great, but there's more of a play calling there's more of a play calling wealth there than necessarily a talent wealth. The D-line in the front seven is great for the New York, but maybe on the outside is a little bit weaker because you have Xavier you have Xavier McKinney. I don't really know who your corners are. I'm not going to lie. And Adore Jackson. Jackson is still there? Okay. Healthy. And healthy? Okay. But, I mean, I would still pick A.J. Brown and Devonta Smith over Adore Jackson, whoever is next to him. Give me the, give me the Eagles in a close game. Give me it to me. 27 to give me 27 to 20 Eagles. It's gonna be close to this divisional matchup. I hate it. The Giants have been playing their best football of the entire year as of the last three weeks, I guess you would want to say, or their last three meaningful games have been, I would say, their best three. Yeah. Um, they've what they've done this year is very similar to what. You guys have done down in Duval County. I get. I didn't know that that was the name of the county, but um, <laughs> no one thought that they were going to be here. Definitely, definitely, nobody thought that they were going to be here. This in the second round, definitely not. Um, so it's going to be it's going to be a dogfight. Every time an NFC East team meets each other in a divisional rival, it's a dogfight. It's going to be a dogfight. It's going to be nasty. It's going to be gritty. It's going to be a low-scoring game. I know that the Eagles have a very good offense, but I just think that this game is going to be very low-scoring, which leads me to the fact that if I were a betting man, which I'm, which I'm not, I would take the under. I missed that. But I really do think that I don't think the the same thing I think about Jacksonville. I want to I want to pick them, but I just don't think the Giants are good enough to take down Philly this year. Uh, Philly, yeah. I've been on that, Philly. That's fair. I've been on Philly. I'm not going to say what Paraway said and say they don't have a shot. I think they have a very good shot. I don't think they have a shot. Like, I think that this is going to be probably the second best game of the weekend. It's going to be a dogfight, like I said. Nasty game. Philly wins it 20-17. to 17. Okay. All right, now you three can take right. the floor. Dog Go, fight, ahead. Go, ahead. Dog fight, Go ahead. Dog fight. Dog fight all day. I can see it. I mean, if you're going to, like – there's going to be, be, you know, Philadelphia fans that are oblivious. Like, whatever, we already beat them twice. Like, we're going to go in there and stomp them. But I, I, I really personally don't see that game happening. I think it's going to be really, like, tight-knit. But, you know, shout-out Sarkozy, you know. Good season for the G. But <laughs> I just think that, you know, oh Philadelphia better fly over them Giants. And it's going to be a lot of rushing yards for Jalen Hurts. And... It's going to be 35-31. It's going to be close. I like the high scoring game. I like that high scoring game. All right. I'll, I'll go next. Listen, I 
I, I think that I agree. The, the Giants have been playing the best they've been playing all year. The offense looked sharp. Um, Isaiah Hodgins is, in fact, him. Um, Darius Slayton is not. Darius Slayton is not. Isaiah Hodgins is. Um, but the look that Walter just made when he said that. This <laughs> I'm just sorry, he's 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 gonna be a, he's gonna be good whether he's with the Giants or not. But the Eagles, I mean, look, the, the you know they beat them twice. It's hard to beat somebody three times. But you're, when you're talking about the injury report, I mean, you're right. This is the healthiest the Giants been all year. Aziz Ojulari is the only person listed as uh, questionable. But you could say the same for the Eagles right now. Uh, Avante Maddox is the only player not the only starter not playing in this game. Um, Hertz is full participation. Lane Johnson is full participation. So it's going to be a dogfight. I agree. I mean, I hate to repeat what everybody else has been saying, but it's true. Uh, this is going to be gritty. It's going to be close. I think keys to victory. The Giants need a repeat performance on offense, need to shore up on defense. And the Eagles need to be rested and not rusty. Yep, 100%. And I think they're going to be rested. I think Jalen's going to be rested. I could see maybe coming out to a slow start because we did the same um, um, against you know the Colts when we weren't prepared. Same against earlier in the season against the Commanders the first time. I'm sorry, the second time. So... I, there is a, a, a way for the Giants to win. I mean, it's like we just said, any given any given day for any team. But I do think the Eagles are going to win. Um, close. Go ahead and give me Eagles 23, Giants 20, Jake Elliott putting it to rest. 59-yarder. Walter. 59-yarder. 59-yarder. Wow, 2017. He has that power. Chills. Man. Come on, Jake Elliott's a good kicker. I know. No, no, no. I know he's a good kicker. Yeah, I'm just fault. saying. My fault, my fault, my fault. That's, that's 2017 week oh, three. Oh, no, that, was his, that was his it first. Six, it was 61 yards. Well, yeah, yeah, but yeah. Know, same, yeah, yeah, 59, 61, let's be honest. Yeah, At that no. point, it's the same thing. Yeah. All right, go ahead, Walt. You know, I sit here, and I hear Zach's analysis. I hear Reg's analysis. I hear Steven's analysis. Marty does not count. <laughs> um, I'm the only, I just want to say I'm, I'm the only one that picked the Giants. So when I come in here Monday, it's the analysis. It's the analysis. Number one, Daniel Jones is not him. We're just going to get that out of the said way. Said it was more Brian Dable. Isaiah Hodgins is not him. We're just going to get that out of the way. Basing off of my previous stats, Saquon Barkley had 30 yards, which means we. Had to make Daniel Jones beat us from the pocket. You know why? Because they their line cannot match up with our line. They can't do it. I don't understand. All we have to do is play disciplined, mistake-free football, and this game is literally ours. I'm not. Are they going to come out hot? Are they going to come out energized? Of course. They in practice singing, walk, walking your trap, take over your trap. Come on, let's let's really be realistic. Like, come on, y'all don't even y'all literally don't even have what it takes. To come into Philly in December, in January, and win. I, I don't see it happening. Our keys to success are mistake-free, running the football, and executing. We do that yeah. all year. If we do that, nobody can beat us. Now, it's the third game of the season. Yes. Is it hard to beat a team three times? Yes. I'm not saying that it's not. But if our defense played the way they played that first game, Come the second half, we're gonna blow it open. We're gonna blow it open. I just, I, I can't, I can't even see it being a close game. I can't, I can't, I can't see this being less than 
a touchdown to a two touch two touchdown win. We are that good. So give me the give me the give me the score. 34-17, we blow it open late. I just want to oh. point out that all week, Walter has been saying that they're underdogs. We are definitely the underdogs. No, you're oh. not. Yes, we are. Let's go to the next game. <laughs> Dude, I, look, I it's just... hard to see the team three times. That's all I keep hearing. You're the best team in the NFL. You've been the best team in the NFL since week one. You're not an underdog. This is not 2017 anymore. No. Wish you were 2017. They were the number one seed then, too. And we're still the underdog. I'm just saying, man. Yeah, you were the underdog because your MVP quarterback got injured week 16. Can we talk about how Josh Allen's going to make Joe Burrow his son this week? Yes, we would love to talk about that. Reg, do you want to go first? Yeah, I would, I would love, love to. Oh, go I ahead. I'll to. go right after. Bengals at Bills, 3 p.m. CBS. Tony yeah. Romo, Jim Nance on the call. They're going to watch a massacre. Searle, you're up. I, I wish that I was going to watch a massacre, but unfortunately... Oh, I don't think it will be, honestly. This, this, this Joe Burrow guy just doesn't go away. He's and like, he, he's in like a roach. In these big moments, he does, not, he does not go away. He's like a roach. He is not scared. When the lights are bright, that's when he shines the most. This is going to be an absolutely absurd game. If I was a betting man, which I'm not, I don't even need to look at the number. I would hammer the over on this game. We're going to get to see it after that devastating injury to DeMar Hamlin. We're finally going to get to see how this game plays out. Buffalo's coming out insane. Orchard Park is going to be bumping. The Bills Mafia is going to be bumping. It's going to be cold. Zach Taylor can't even coach a peewee football team. He gets carried by a good offense and good talent. The Bengals stink. They're still not even close to the top dog in the AFC North. Don't care. Sean McDermott is going to show Zach Taylor what a real football coach does in a big game. And the Bills, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Cincy, you're not going back to the AFC chip oh, this year. I think, I think that was beautiful, Reg. I don't think I could say it any better myself. And since we have only three minutes left and we have a whole other game to get to, I'm just going to copy everything Reg said. Give me the Bills. Give me the Bills. I don't think me and Paraway. Give me the Bills ever, by 10 I don't points. Think me and Paraway have ever agreed. We know you've agreed on every pick this show so far. <laughs> <laughs> this is the first I'm time. On the, I'm on the other side of the bridge here. I think the Bengals win this game. I mean, Joey Burrow is going to step up and play big time football like he always does. So just watch it happen. I mean, y'all can keep it. In me and Reg's defense, we are both division know, rivals of his and don't like him. <laughs> <laughs> but listen, guys. He's got a nickname for a reason. Joe Burr. It doesn't matter that it's cold in Buffalo because the Bengals are going to win this game. Going to get to see the match we didn't get to see. Of course, thankful that DeMar is okay and he's healing. But, man, got to go ahead and give me the Bengals in this one because they're going to Cincy. Stevie Wisp. Bengals 31. Bills 28 in the upset. I've been going back and forth with this all week, and I still don't know. That's fair. And... Because, like, Joe, like, the Bills have the better team, have the better coach, you know, better squad out there. But then you just look at Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow, you're like, man. I look at Stefan Diggs. And, and hey, hey, listen, can I, I want to point something out for you guys. Uh, their, 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 their season totals, um, their yards were, like, 200 yards off, same touchdowns. Um, Jamar Chase played, like, five less games. Same touchdowns. Um, Allen had two more picks. Singletary and Mixon. Same Mixon yard. had 814, Singletary had 819. Uh, Chase was 400 yards less, but played like however many less games. This these these two teams, super similar. Oh yeah, super They're, similar. This is gonna be the game of the weekend. Agreed. And 
I'm going to go Bills. We've got a minute and a whole other year. Quick wall. I'm going to go Bills, 34, Give me the Bengals. Josh Allen will show us again why he's not here. Agreed. I mean, not that he's And then Cowboys, good. 49ers. we got a minute. Why are the Niners why are the why are the Cowboys favorite in this game? Why? Because they're a good team. Niners. Listen, the Niners. only the only football team on this planet that I like to watch lose more than the Dallas Cowboys is the Ohio State Buckeyes. But you know what? The Cowboys are gonna have to wait off to lose to their arch rival Philadelphia in the conference chip. The Purdy Magic ends, Dak plays another great game, and then he goes to Philly and the Cowboys do what they do. It's a little different this year. They're not gonna choke in the divisional, they'll choke in the uh in the conference. But at least they make it. Happens every year. Going to happen this year. Let's go Purdy winning it. Uh, I have Dallas, though. 24-17. Uh, going to be a super uh, close game. It's going to be 26-24. Purdy, he's going to run from the pocket. There's 10 seconds left. He's going to slide for the first down. They're going to spike it. Robbie Gold, 36-yard field goal for I the win. I love that. I love that. It's two field goal games. Yeah, I got San Fran in, 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 a, in a close one. I just um, don't think that can get it done. Dallas? Get ready to host a playoff game. Oh, God. 24-20. Dallas beats San Fran. And you're going to play the Giants. All right. He's nuts. Play the outro. I am nuts. Just play the outro. Oh, wait. Let me get the outro. I was, I was thinking, like, host. What do you mean, host? I want to see Dallas versus Philly. I want to see Jalen and Dak finally play each other. Me too. They haven't played play all the season, outro. have they? Nope. No. No, they never yeah. played each and then, other. Yeah, and then Jalen got hurt. Never played each other. We'll see it. We'll see it next season. We'll see it next season. We'll see it next season. Yeah, because no, we won't. Because Daniel Jones is going to go play in Dallas. Come on, guys. Anyway, that's all we have for today, folks. Uh, thank you for tuning in. We'll be back next week. Like I said, season two underway. Make sure you see us on Instagram, TikTok, Insta- um, Twitter, at WCH Letterman. Also on Spotify, at WCH Letterman. We're here. We're going to make great things happen this semester. I'm trying to figure out when we got a TikTok. Cannot wait. <laughs> oh, God. For the semester. Notice how he ignored me, guys. I did. Um, <laughs> this is the Letterman here on 90.7 WCH. Keep it locked. You're listening to 